top out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own hidden symbols and messages, as well as all the lyrics and all the top rock songs. Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And I'm your co-host, Mitch Chinasa. And we are joined here in the studio, not with bike this week, but with the Tim. The Tim. <laughs> the and, Tim. Back and, in studio. And the kid. And of course, special guest in studio, Jason from Dark Horse, and the illustrious Mr. Soul, live and in the flesh. Thanks for the kind warning, uh, kind, kind welcome, guys. <laughs> What's a warning to? It's, yeah, it's both oh, of those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. We have everything. No, it's a great pleasure to work with such professionals. And, uh, <laughs> oh, and, timing and, is and, our... And their high-tech studio. Yeah. High-tech studio, blown-out sound system. That was terrible. Kid, you'd been kicked out of any... For DJing, you'd been kicked out of any club for Mac... Every time it's beyond red, dude. You got like you see those red colors. Those it was was set up perfectly. (laughs) It is. It is good over here. That's what happens when you have to take the studio apart, fucking three times a week. Three times now. You come in and set up the studio, and then it'll sound great. All right. End of discussion. Let's just let's get on with the news, news, news. Do you sneak in here? Show's over. All right, everybody, go home. (laughs) It's nice. Thank you for coming. That was it. That's it. Kids calling the show. Not exactly. Well, we got it up and running now. Uh, as as we have, uh, as I said in the chat, uh, you know, we're getting our own studio, our own own studio in two Ooh. weeks. Two weeks, Adam. Yep. And then we won't have to break it down. It's going to sound great. Always, it's going to look better. We get new cameras, new everything, new everything, new everything. Hopefully, new cameras. Yes. Oh, yeah. You're, the webcam's not going to not going to cut it forever. Ah. Uh. I was hoping it wasn't. Drones. We're going to have drones flying around the room filming us. Awesome. So I'm watching the chat room. I am able to connect. As you can see, we are limping along on my computer again because the studio computer has officially shit the bed in terms of running live stream. So uh, hopefully things will run steady. Oh, yeah. So, so Adam, steady how was your week, go. buddy? It's great. What'd you, you went to Rhode Island. <laughs> back you to Rhode back, Island. You, there's some presents that showed up here. Exactly. Yeah. What do we got? We, we, hey, what's going on over there, kid? No, that's, that's the me. Tim. That's Tim. That's Tim. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Just chill. I just say kid when I think it's anything. Anything goes wrong, I think the kid. <laughs> Great. Great. Love it. Anything technically. Anyway, um, so you went so to Rhode Island. I, yes, I did. What for the third do? annual Cannabis All-Stars party. Whoa. I thought it was only the second. I can't believe there's already been three of those. No, three. it was three. Was Ja Rule there again this year? No, but Noriega was there. And, and Be Real. Be Real was there. Oh, that's cool. So you judged with Be Real? Yeah. Was he too cool for school or he hung yeah. with everyone? No, he was cool. I mean, he, he, he was only there for a day. He judged faster than anybody I've ever seen judge in my life. <laughs> Hour and a half, he was done. I was like, all right, well, how? He just, you yeah. know, he, he kind of did what we're doing, like... Smash the trash? He pretty much picked out his top things, and then he nailed it on those. And then what he really didn't want to smoke, I don't think he even smoked. You know, I mean, he didn't have time. To. Nice. But uh, that's the way the cel- that's celebrity judging. For celebrity you. judging style, exactly. But I actually went through all of them. And you picked our winners. I picked winners. And, and the I, ones that weren't winners, what are we doing? We're going to. Smash, smash the, the trash. trash. Smash <laughs> the trash. Kid bought, brought <laughs> the rosin press in. So we can smash on site now. And uh, Kid, you had a big week. 
extracted, shipped its first orders, right? Yeah, we got product out to Boulder Wellness's shelves, some platinum cookies. Nice. And I heard that stuff. Wait, wait, super wait. fire. What's, it's good. What it's the good. hell is Smash? Smash the trash? Smash, smash the, the trash. trash. And so we created in Chalice. What is Smash everything, the trash? So everything in Chalice that we got, everyone was like, dude, there's some real fire in here. And it was all pretty poopy. So we smashed the majority of it. So we decided to put it they all had together. Ros- Ed Aqualabs had the Rosin Tech press there. So, so, so smash, you guys are going to smash, smash the what trash, you think is trash. And, and hopefully the rosin will be better. acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but see, it's better than smoking unacceptable weed. Right? Yeah. If it's trashy weed, what about the surroundings that the weed is grown in sometimes, though? I don't want that, that shizzle smashed This up. isn't JDR. Stop what, everything. What First of all, you're shizzling? hijacking the conversation. And second of all, you're saying shizzle. I'm just I saying, though. Right no I'm shizzle. just saying, though. No like, shizzle. Like, putting rather a fine that's the first thing that came. <laughs> that's the first thing that came came to my mind. Was Our like, deal you were, is we'd rather smoke it as rosin okay. than smoke it, it as flower. That's it. That's, that's your it. prerogative. Yeah. yeah. We have the top, the we bad have, stuff isn't going to necessarily come out. I have the winners right here. These are the top three. Okay. So we're going to smoke those. If we had papers. We have somewhere. I'll cool. I'm we'll so baked right we'll now. Find them. I'll figure Good. It out. we got three Go hours to figure out what papers are. So, kid, you, you pushed, uh, I heard the Boulder Wellness Rosin is fire. Yeah, it's good. I and mean, then, there was a, it was a small drop, so get it if you can. And then there's some at Colorado Springs Live Well Medside. It was a wholesale order, so we put out some uh, Moby Dick Rosin, Blackberry Kush, and Agent Berry Kush. Okay. So Agent Orange and Shishka Berry Blackberry Cross. Nice. So it's good. Yeah, go berries. grab some. Lots berry, of berries. Berry, berry, berry. Very berry, berry. berry. But yeah, no, go, uh, berry, go, berry go grab some while it's while it's hot, and we still have some wholesale ready to go out the door, too. So if you're interested, give us a shout. We'll, we'll get you some, some wholesale. What do you think this is? I think it's a... It's uh, his free ad. It's my free advertisement. Yeah. So you, you got that clip queued up, kid? Let's get through this. I'm, I want to get Mr. Soul ha- on the well, show. Do you have news ready? I'm ready. ready. I'm ready. So yep. Ready to fire. Do we have news ready? Let's make sure that we don't use that blown out cable again i'm going to use the opposite one now good thanks. job thanks for good job am i the only pr- did, nobody else talked about their week is it just the kids week this no week? adam talked about it really? no i basically talked about it yeah so i was in Rhode Island. well yeah i mean i heard that I had a good time uh it was it was actually always it's always for me a little bit of a surreal experience to be there though because i grew up as a kid and went to high school there so it's like wow i can't believe i'm sitting because even my like i brought my uncle we're at like a the old theater in this tiny little town which and then you got Be Real playing, and you're like, that's pretty weird. Like, you know, th- th- this town's never seen nothing like that. And by this town, you mean the entire state, right? Because you can walk from one side to the other it's in pretty two small hours. State. It's a pretty small state. They got, they got stuff going on there, but not in Wakefield. I mean, where this town is is tiny and quiet, yeah. and, like, there's just probably, I don't know Rhode how many Island. people, but. I think Family Guy, that's all I think. Yeah. Rhode Island. Oh, it's well, there's a bomb, there's a really, like, and bomb party school in Rhode Island. Yeah, you know, What's I always that? start my sentences with. You know, it's, it's funny. funny, right? Yeah, that's a Rhode is that a Rhode Island Everybody thing? Everybody there says it. Wow. Like, oh, is it, is that's it really? funny. Oh. That is funny. That's uh-huh. funny. All right, like, pull it, kids. All right, there you go. Now we know. That's so loud, is it? French police seized seven tons of cannabis in Paris. This is from Mr. Miner sent this in. Uh, French police have seized more than seven tons of cannabis from three hired vans parked on a Paris street, France's largest hall in two years. Customs officers found 7.1 tons of cannabis resin in the unoccupied vans in the affluent 16th district of the capital, the finance ministry, which oversees the customs service, said in a statement on Sunday. The police source said the consignment had been transported from Morocco via Spain, a common route. President Francois Hollande held a press conference to display the hall and praised the efforts of law enforcement services four days after thousands of police staged a rare protest to complain of a lack of resources and support from the judiciary. Uh, So if someone's missing uh, 7.1 tons of hash, I think we found it. We got it. We got it. 
Well, not, yeah, we are not the French police. It, well, I mean, like, do you think that? I mean, what do you think they do with that? They should be setting up coffee shops all along the Champs Elysees, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, that sounds like a plan. I'm yeah, sure, they, I'm they're sure stocked for a lot. Distribute that back sure, to the people. I'm sure. Wait, what did he say? Country yeah, yeah that's sure how things work out. there, right? Yeah. I mean, he goes I'm on down with that. That shit goes back so, out on the street. I don't know what that meant. Redistribute the wealth. This one was funny because uh, I don't know if you guys saw the news about Richard Branson, but he came out and said that the UN had had this discussion and they're talking Virgin about Virgin owner of Virgin Mobile. Yes, right? okay. a Virgin everything. Virgin everything. He's got his own island where his toilet is literally outside, and he can just shit looking over his island. Is that success to you, kid? That's is that what success looks like? Awesome! You can do yeah, that. you can do that. In my you can just farm. walk outside and <laughs> shit, and no one else can see you. you know, but you can see your whole thing. <laughs> that fucking that success. What the hell? What is that's not failure? I think the fact that he has a plane that goes to space is, is success. That's pretty cool. Too. But I think by any metric of didn't success, it, didn't, well, not, that wasn't much of a success. Didn't that thing burn up or something? No, no, he's fine. Which one was that? <laughs> <laughs> one of them. One of them didn't. Make that it. was the other one. That was the, the Tesla guy. But what did he do? Oh. Anyway, I cut you off. So he came Sorry. out basically and said, hey, the UN uh, is talking about decriminalizing. He's, he did this like a week, uh, almost a week ago. And I'm putting it out there so they can't back down on it. Now they have to come correct because they can't just back out. And indeed, here's today's news. UN says it's reviewing its policy on decriminalizing drugs. A spokesman said the briefing paper that circulated Monday is neither a final nor formal document. So it was Monday he came out and said, hey, uh, since I have a plane that flies to space, they include me on uh, email chains with documents like this, and I want everyone to know that it came out and he leaked it. Uh, so big up. Uh, yeah, it says it right here. The United Nations Office of Drugs and Crime pushed back on Monday against reports that it is planning a historic move away from criminalizing drug use and possession around the world. Virgin Group founder Richard Branson, in a blog post published early Monday, cited an unreleased UN briefing paper that signaled the policy change. This is a refreshing shift that could go a long way to finally end the needless criminalization of millions of drug users around the world, said Branson, a longtime advocate for decriminalizing drugs. But UNDOC spokesman David Dadge said in a response that there had been a, quote, unfortunate misunderstanding and that the document remains, quote, under review. The briefing paper on decriminalization mentions in many of today's media reports and intended for dissemination and discussion at a conference in Kuala Lumpur is neither a final nor formal document from the UN Office on Drugs and Crime and cannot be read as a statement on UNODC policy. Well, I would say uh, the BBC had reported that the UN withdrew the paper after pressure from at least one member state, but the UN denied that claim as well. It is not possible to withdraw what is not yet ready, Dadge said. Uh, Tamara Bennett, a spokeswoman for Branson, said he, quote, released his blog after concern that the UNODC would withdraw the announcement. Branson noted that the international war on drugs has cost billions, uh, but that criminal organizations are still thriving. Globally, more than one in five people sentenced to prison are sentenced for drug offenses, he said. And he had put it out on Twitter. And obviously, it blew up there. Uh, so he's pushing hard, and it sounds like the UN is not in a position to. Let's see. I read back something on the discussion. Completely, oh, comes, I read something it about it breaking an embargo, which it probably did. A news reporter broke an embargo, and it caused more problems, possibly. I, I don't know. You have to weigh it out. It could have caused possibly more problems here in the long run. If we were any further behind here in the past few years, we've come so far with legalization, you know, multiple states. But if we were in the same situation that we were a few years ago, uh, I think it would have sent a lot of people back into their shells. 
a lot of countries that would that would otherwise wouldn't be so apt to push forward with this situation. But here's the deal: Richard Bronson felt he was it, it, it was time, and we're at such a place in the world that this type of thing could possibly catapult something forward, which it could. But I don't think I think that, that's a guy just who recently knows how to, it wouldn't have. That's a guy who knows how to take risks. I think and come out ahead. I th- I trust his judgment on that for sure. Because if if what news, they say news, is news. true, he broke the embargo for sure. You embargo breaking motherfucker, dude. <laughs> it's not like the UN embargo matters. News, news, news. That's not, it's, 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 it's gonna get there. Shaking it to make it work. That's that's how you make things work. That's how you make the just, internet work in this building. You gotta shake the shit out of it and then. It just it, it should never have children. You should have never have children. Yeah. <laughs> this one's from NBC. Marijuana use doubles in U.S., but so do problems. We'll see what they call problems, but use doubles. Marijuana use has more than doubled in the U.S. since the beginning of the century, but so have problems for users, like running out of weed, I imagine. They found nine point yeah. <laughs> they found nine point five percent of U.S. adults used marijuana in twenty thirteen, up four point one percent from two thousand one to two thousand two. More Americans than ever approve of marijuana use. Just this week, a new Gallup survey showed that fifty eight percent of Americans favor legalization of cannabis, the highest number ever. Uh, I'm happy to end the story there because they're going to talk about bunch of problems that are me, give me one example Bridget Grant of the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism and colleagues got the data from two giant face-to-face surveys of nearly 80,000 US adults the prevalence of marijuana use more than doubled between 2001 to 2002 and 2012 to 2013 and there was a large increase in marijuana use disorders during that time I don't I, I don't know what those are I guess <laughs> when I mean I don't know how to roll a joint I guess that's one of the many marijuana use disorders uh, while not all marijuana users Experience problems. Nearly three of ten marijuana users manifested a marijuana use disorder. I, again, I don't know what that means. Wait, did you say you don't know how to roll a joint? Yeah, yeah. It's, I have a marijuana use disorder. I got a doctor. I didn't know that. Yeah, I can roll a blunt, but I can't roll a joint. Holy shit! Yeah. Uh, basically, they're worried about young people getting addicted to weed. It's always the same. Yeah, it's usually the same uh, protocol. Young child's minds. And then they're going back through the brain studies. Uh, you know, I think we got we got the the gist of this. I appreciate their concerns, but I think we'll be okay. Uh, news, news, news. Uh, from Forbes, Trudeau lights up Canada's marijuana industry. The marijuana industry in Canada exhaled after Liberal Party leader Justin Trudeau was elected to be the next prime minister. The Liberals are in favor of legalizing marijuana, whereas the current ruling party, the Conservatives, would only go as far as allowing medical marijuana. The change in government will usher in the next generation of cannabis policy as the new liberal government has committed to legalizing recreational use of marijuana. This will pave the way for an exciting new chapter in the industry, said Bruce Linton, CEO of Canopy Growth Corporation, a Canadian producer of medical marijuana. Medical marijuana has been projected to become a $1 billion business in Canada by 2020. The legalization of recreational use could push the industry into a $7 billion business by some estimates. Canada's economy has been suffering from the impact of low energy prices. Pot tax revenues would allow Trudeau to pay for the infrastructure spending he wants and the tax cuts on the middle class he promised. So it's, uh, And Trudeau had suggested that legalization was very important to him and would be a top priority if he were elected. However, there are no details as to how and when he would push for a legalization. Uh, while the party had said that they would act right away, realistically, it will probably take one to two years to write new regulations. 
Uh, it is expecting that existing companies with licenses to grow medical marijuana would have an advantage over newer recreational entrants. Mm-hmm. Sounds like he's kind of got to do it. There's no backing down from this campaign it, promise. It'd be, pretty, it'd be pretty bad if he uh, didn't pull through, at least at least push for it you know, hard. And if he got shut down for some particular reason, well, then you know, it wasn't nearly his fault. But it sounds like he needs the money. <laughs> it sounds like for sure. And, I mean, I had kind of expected Canada to have done this already 10 years ago because they were kind of at the edge, and then all of a sudden they... They did exactly what Holland did, and just all this, you know, kind of cracked down where they had, you know, blaze trails. Well, you got it going on already, guys. Don't yeah, you're so close to the finish line, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Nope, we're going to completely reverse," uh, you know, and uh, only like Vancouver kind of and the bigger cities kind of held on. But no, it's good. To Ended see. up with bad rep- representation. Well, I mean, Beastie Weed killed it, right? I mean, yeah. They were doing so good for a minute there, and then and they started sudden, just putting out work. They just yeah. All right, and one more news, news, news. Hit it, kid. Uh, this one's from Northern Ireland, getting all international today. Magara, two questioned over 60,000-pound underground cannabis factory. Two men have been questioned about an underground cannabis factory in County Londonbury. About 120 cannabis plants, worth an estimated 60,000 pounds, were discovered in a police search at Money Sharvin Road on Tuesday, 19th of October. A detective said the discovery followed an arrest on Sunday. He said a small amount of cannabis had been found by police carrying out a routine search of a car at Port Stewart Road, Coleraine. The 47-year-old driver was subsequently arrested. In a follow-up search near Magara, a 22-year-old man was also arrested for possession of cannabis. Police said the cannabis plants were found in three containers that had been dug into the ground. Both men have been freed on bail as investigations continue. That's a sketchy story, but that's dude a lot of plants to be running in Northern Ireland, like, underground. That's It's the real deal. Still happening. Still happening out there. The struggle is real. All right. We're through news. <sighs> Man. Wow. Some juicy tidbits in there. Yeah, let's see. Every well, week. they didn't talk about Mexico. Mexico's talking about legalizing, too, now. I thought they uh, yeah, decrimmed already, but they didn't legalize yet. Right. Yeah. And that would cause some CIA people to be pretty bummed out, probably. Oh, so where's yeah. all our revenue going to go now? I think the legalization in Canada is huge. That's uh, very exciting to hear. Yeah. It sounds like the guy's committed to doing it. It, it sounds like it's going to be a little, you know, a little while before it's implemented, but it's definitely... People will be jockeying for position. Because um, it'll fall forward sometimes. I'm good, I think. Okay, good. Cool. Right. I wouldn't want you to get hurt. Should we do shouts and then do Keeping Mr. Soul? Good sure. posture. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, let's let's get rocking on shout-outs and get this show on the road. Uh, big, big shout-out to Way to Grow, uh, our number one sponsor from day one, right, buddy? From day one. Favorite store? Platte River. Of course. Jason, your favorite... Platte River. Platte River. See, ooh, I like the Gun Barrel store. Kid, you like Gun Barrel? I don't know, though, but I before I had not been in the Platte River store. The Platte River store is hands down the nicest store that I've been in. And they got the Concentrate Corner in there? Which I haven't seen. I've only gone in there and gotten some bubble bags and other stuff, but yeah. Were paying attention? Yeah. It was huge. I paid attention to that shit. So big, I got lost. It's huge. Huge. It's 20,000 square feet. Like a Best Buy? Huge? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Check them out. Waytogrow.net. Kid, what what cell are they running this month? You know that <coughs> the Silverthorne shop is actually in the uh, apparently one of the best areas for home grows if you're legally yeah, yeah for legal home grows so if you're you know new to the state or looking around trying to figure out where you want to be Silverthorne Silverthorne is sounding like Silverthorne is in the mountains yeah you you is it Pueblo I don't think I don't it's Pueblo County. Oh, maybe there's a way to grow. So it looks like it's the Let There Be Light sale. Still the Let There Be Light sale. Yep, yep, still the Let There Be Light sale. Never ending light. 
Right on. And, of course, big, big shout-out to Incredibles Edibles, Colorado's number one edibles, uh, bringing us the most consistently potent and delicious candies. Yeah, that's my computer being overloaded, kid, by, because you're pulling it up on the web. Let's just go with uh, Vocal Read okay. on the backup plan here. Backup plan. Backup plan. Cool. There you go. Too scary. Too scary. Too scary. You guys live up. really on the cutting edge here. Yeah. Yeah. We, yep. we actually pulled two windows up Ragged once. once. Um, but yeah, Incredibles Edibles. Uh, What's it? They got the pumpkin. Is the pumpkin bar out? I bet. It's, Anyone try it? Hurry up. This Tim? time of year, there's always something with pumpkin. I haven't tried it yet. How strong is the pumpkin this year? I don't try m- many edibles because they're too strong for you. Too many questions. No, I we just don't, don't get access to them. I see. <laughs> for monetary reasons. I wish Bike was here. Bike would... But see, this is where you're not a solid replacement for Bike. Bike would be like, oh, I already have three pumpkin bars this year. They each have 200 milligrams. I've heard I they're fantastic. They yeah. I, they're we have delicious. our own guy on our own show, on the John O'Radio show, for reviewing these kind of things. Well, the oh, Black Wilburys. Will Can't even say his name. <laughs> Dude, so, I'm so high. <laughs> the Black Wilbury. Did he, he tried them? He tried the pumpkins? the traveling Wilburys? Uh, I'm sure he said... It, I, I'm sure if he did... If he hasn't, Tim, he would say they're fantastic. You're too high to talk. No, Tim, dude, come on. They are excellent. Do they make a horrible product is what I'm saying. Never. 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 All right, there you go. Okay. They're good. So uh, you may have to Jeez. go pre-order those pumpkin spice bars. So go into your favorite dispensary. Tell them you want the Incredibles pumpkin bar, and they'll make sure that you got it. Of course, big, big shout-out to Elite Cannabis, Mary's Nutritionals, the whole family there. Uh, Mr. Soul, you're going to go meet, see the Elite Farm tomorrow, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, That's, I'm looking forward to that. Like, it, it's a really proper operation. As far as farms so, go. Is that a properation? Properation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I, I understand he's got quite a, uh, a nice little thing going on up there, and uh, he's a great guy, if you know, from what I've uh, learned from him, speaking to him and writing back and forth in some emails. Uh, really looking forward to meeting Dave. He is a great dude, and, and the CBD work they're doing is, is really, really uh, set in the bar and now they have this website Mary's nutritionals.com anywhere in the country you can go there order CBD deliver it to your door same price as it, as it is here in the recreational dispensaries <laughs> what are you giggling at I've never seen bike so high than I have off of the CBD oh, awesome. oh yeah he took what, what a T- THCA he put on the THCA patch and it just destroyed him yeah. never crazy. seen him so high as he was yep. when, he t- when he put that on and what? you can't get that online unfortunately but you can get it in dispensaries funny, all over I the state over and I said what what is going on he Dude. just like melted yeah. <laughs> uh, so of so, course support him you know go buy it online buy it in the stores it works it put bike on his ass and really nothing does that that is a guaranteed <laughs> yeah and, and yeah, MarysPetShop.com, they have everything. Uh, kid, you're using some Mary's Pet products right now, right? <clears throat> yeah, we went and, you know, thanks to those guys and Dave and the guys from Elite because I uh, I hit Dave up. We actually just found that Kilo, my little pup, has a tumor on his face. Uh, so we're going to go get that removed. But okay. he hooked us up with some raw CBD oil that we're going to make into some, like, coconut oil capsules that he decarbed for me and, like, did all the work. Because I was going to have to decarb it, and he was, you know, I, I know how to do it, but I'm not as confident in, in messing it up as he was, but he actually had to train somebody, I guess. Confident so. in messing it yeah. up. Well, I mean, confident into not messing it up. I guess. Yeah, 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 right. Just checking. I don't, don't want to ruin it. I know how to do it, but I also know that you can okay. ruin it. So, you can yeah, ruin it. Good, you good job. I, I appreciate the help that they've given, and, uh, you know, I mean, they that's all they're really into it for. I mean, it wasn't, it was no questions either. I just hit him up and let him know what was going on. He's like, Psh, I, gotcha. I got something for you. Yeah, let, let's do what we can. So, good and guys. Of course, uh, big, big shout out to Dark Horse Genetics. Tune in studio. That's this, this oh, weirdo yeah, right yeah. here. Yeah. Big things happening in the Dark Horse brand. I don't know if you want to make any announcements at all. It's a little early. A little early. 
What should people know? Picking up processing, then we are finally online with the MIP. And we're MIP's processing. Here, why don't you talk into the mic, buddy? And they don't want to. Finally have the MIP online in Colorado, which is exciting, working on seeds and working on processing. Um, so, yeah, we can take processing. I'm excited to announce the phone number officially. This is B2B only, but um, 303-390-1234. So, yeah, give us Terrible a Terrible number. And, uh, B2B. <laughs> we'll work out processing for you. That's as of last week or about a week ago. We're finally up and running, and we're excited to do it. And many more things to come. And a bunch of we're excited to make the big announcements that Dark Horse has coming in the new future. Also, big shout out to the homies at Dope Magazine. Uh, big shout out, showing a lot of love. And uh, I got some articles coming out, upcoming dopes. Their big dope cup, they they treated you like a king, yeah. Did well, yeah. And fun. we got them. Are they are they going to be part they're of the team? Down. They're they're in there. They're in there. So yes. they're going to be part of the team. And uh, when we move to the new complex, dope will be uh, in the house. In the house. So you'll be seeing a lot more from those guys coming in the near future. And that's our reads. No. Dope. Forgot, Dope. You forgot. Build a soil. Build a soil. Oh, build a soil. You got to do hoodlum? Of course. Do it. New hoodlums. New hoodlums in the in the house as of this week. So limited stock. Get on it now because literally like one of those and one of these. I'm like, I'm going to run out so fast. But uh, Go pick them up. I know people gear. are hitting me up. Yes. Killer gear. Looks really good this year. Is that killer sale over? Killer sales are way over, dude. When you get new dude. gear, there's great no sales. No, I'm just saying, maybe some other stuff. Too. You know, there could be other things. It could sale. be. Shophoodlabstore.com. Shop.hoodlabstore.com. Shop.hoodlabstore.com. And, of course, last shout-out here so we can get on with the show. Big, big shout-out to Build the Soil. We're going to be doing a new organics episode. We're going to have them. We're going to have a master pumpkin grower. I might even reach out what? to some others. But... Build the soil. You guys know it already. If you're growing organic, you're growing in dirt, you need high-quality compost, you need high-quality castings, you need high-quality amendments, just get it from them. Jeremy will ship it to your door. He will ship you the whole mix. The recipe's there on the site if you want to get your own. He's all about giving that information for free. It's not about just growing great herb. It's about saving the earth. Check him out at buildasoil.com. With that said, the illustrious Mr. Soul. So you, today's an auspicious date for your return, right? That's what we yeah, were talking about. It's kind about. of uh, oddly coincidental. I woke up and uh, it was all over the news that today is the date that you know, Back to the Future, uh, Marty McFly and uh, Doc, is it Doc Brown? Yeah. They reappear on uh, October 21st, uh, 2015. So here I am, uh, blast from the past, uh, coming back uh, into the future. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, you know, we had you on the show a few weeks ago. The response has been outstanding. I mean, it's so heavily viewed. Uh, really, really. I'm just looking through the chat room, and, and they're they're going crazy already. Uh, it's really been just a phenomenal response. You've uh, been missed. Super gratifying, and you know I have been waiting in the wings and keeping quiet all this time. You know, working a straight job and looking at the progress that legalization was making, and I wanted to come back into doing what I love to do. And um, it's really gratifying to see that the uh, the legacy behind me is appreciated by uh, the community, and people have kind of carried on what I was doing and um, and yet at the same time uh, there's still this demand for can we get the original uh, you know bred by Mr. Soul himself and so I'm resurrecting Brothers Grimm uh, here in Colorado right now looking at ways to do that uh, I think that more than ever the demand is there because in your absence there's been a lot of uh, clones getting passed with names attached and a lot of S1s getting labeled as the original and that kind of confirmation is just something people want uh, it's it's a classic, as I told you uh, earlier. You know, I've, I've kind of been tracking down breeders for a long time now. That's what we do. And you've been 
untraceable. It it was only on your own that you would return. That was by design. You know, I I really didn't want to mix. If you're out, you're out. You know, um, you don't uh, keep a toe in the water. I mean, the whole idea was that I was withdrawing to a safe place and got away from it, but kept my eye, you know, from a distance what was going on. Um, Interestingly, you know, with the way that genetics and new strains have been introduced over the, say, dozen years or so I've been away, uh, there's a lot of fruit salad, you know, that people mixing all kinds of interesting things. And I, and I appreciate some of the stuff that people shared with me while I was out here. It's very interesting. Um, but I think that, like you mentioned earlier, you know, that um, the demand for something that was uh, the original where things all came from in a certain way, it's like pushing a reset button and being able to say, hey, you know, all the uh, activity my computer has been going, I'm going to clear the cache and go back and start from real fresh gen- genetics that uh, is a proven thing that I can then build on be- beyond that. And I, and I do plan to, uh, you know, release the classics and uh, then build off of that and come out with some interesting new strains. I have a lot of great new ideas. Yeah. So really anxious to do it and you're back in the mix you're on instagram again or now for the first time obviously yeah yeah yeah. no i you know as a photographer i was already on instagram um i'm new york-based uh, freelance photographer and uh, i decided you know as i'm coming out as mr soul um start a new instagram feed and threw a bunch of my photographs up and a few old pictures of stuff i did and you know the seeds that i still hold and uh, there are many more that i didn't put on there but obviously i wanted to you know share with people and feed into their excitement about it and uh, and let them know that you know it's coming down the pike um you know it's a phys- it's a it's a natural thing it's a plant it's going to take the time that it takes uh, for me to put together um some new uh crops and do some breeding and six months from now we're going to be looking at a very interesting uh release uh, of several new strains and what is your instagram handle i'm sure everybody who's listening right oh yeah now mr soul underscore c99 that's I pretty that, uh, this dude does not look like a grower what does he look like what does he look like i don't know man he just doesn't look like a grower it doesn't look like a dude who grows he looks like a guy who like either served me like papers or like is like let, let me the teach owner you, of like a big guys a little trick. company when you're when you're when you've been it a looks grower professional that's right awesome. right that's, that's what, what i mean like legit when you've been a, growers are, aren't are, professional are you, are you familiar with the uh, hbo series or was it uh, which series was that uh, breaking bad yeah, 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 yeah. The exactly guy, the guy is a scientist that's right. kind of like you know i'm coming he's, from that world i'm an engineer you know and uh, so I did everything that I've done in the cannabis world uh, sort of in parallel with my I, I started growing and while I was in college studying to be an engineer. And uh, so as a side uh, thing that's grown along with uh, my professional career, you know, I, t- I always took a scientific, uh, logical approach to the things I was doing, kept good notes and, you know, tried yeah, to, that's one thing tried most, to be most of us uh, true to what I was do doing, you know. And that, the coolest thing is that you're literally a nuclear scientist. I have a master's degree in nuclear what? engineering, yes. And that's why he's allowed to dress like that, and it looks right on him. Whereas <laughs> if you dress like that, we'd make fun of you, Tim. I know. This is uh, Euro chic, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. New York, uh, you know. <laughs> There's a certain <laughs> level. style. Yeah. See, uh, e- even if it's someone who dresses like we do or dresses like him as a professional, you reach a certain level of success to where you the just so aren't important anymore. Well, no, but you're like so crisp and clean, you know? Yeah. Like, like you'll. You do your laundry? I do, I'm just doing me. <laughs> I was yeah. going to try and sing it, but then I decided not to. Thank you. Thanks. Uh right on. Well, uh, we're 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 hoping to bring the professionalism of our production to meet the professionalism of your wardrobe uh by the second here. <laughs> so, um I try to lead by example. I mean, when we were talking before, uh, obviously last show we covered the Sydney 99 history, the the you know, the true lineage and all that. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh the, and that's 
people can tune back. We can go there over it again. There are lots of places you can click on and yeah, uh, read on the, the whole story that I, you know, I pretty much put it out there. So what I want to do today uh, is one, I mean, you've been, a, the City 99 is one of your, you know, the great parts of your legacy, but you've been involved in just so many anecdotes throughout the years. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think you, you are an unsung hero of American cannabis history. I, you're, you're certainly praised for the breeding work you've done, but your involvement in everything, some of the things we touched on and some we talked about off the air is mm-hmm. huge. And I, I'd, I'd love to bring that up. And, and I want to try to take some listener calls a little later. Sure. I do. We can fire Skype. Oh, Skype might push the boundaries, but we're going to try to make it happen. Yeah, don't, don't blow us off the air. I mean, we worked so hard to get on the air. Yeah, exactly. No, we're holding it together. We're holding it together. Winging a prayer. Yeah. Yo, that's Sydney. But yeah, man, ask, ask me the questions. Any, any, you know, anything you want to so know. So let's start I'm, at the beginning. Okay, you started growing when you were in college. Yep. Uh, do you remember what you were working with at the time or where you got your starting stock? Yeah, or? Super Sativa Seed Club, SSSC, you know, and it, it developed into a relationship, a uh, working relationship where I was working for them directly. So you had um, just purchased some seeds but, from them to yeah, start with? Yeah, that's how it started. And, um, you know, they're pretty astute guys. Um, what they, they could tell from the letters that I was writing to them that, you know, this is a guy who kind of understands what he's doing and they their ears pricked up and uh, they started writing back to me and uh, answering my questions and then set up a phone call and offered me a job um but yeah you know the whole learning how to grow in your closet while you're in college thing was uh you know that's how i got started and it grew from there and what kind of house was it was it like a uh, like a two-story uh victorian uh you know in a cool. suburb outside of the you know perimeter of where my college so it wasn't was. like in the dorm no no hide, no trying to hide it behind, behind security the... is number one i always <laughs> tell people security is number one you do not do this anywhere that somebody could ever find out about it you know and if you're the type of person who's you know socializing all the time and having friends over then this is not for you then you should be a pot dealer not a pot grower it's usually the case free internet it was pre-internet, definitely. I mean, the, uh, my roommate uh, in grad school had just gotten a, a fat Mac. Uh, you know, like the upgrade to the original Macintosh computer had just come out. Yeah. Know? So maybe some dial-up BBSs. That was 500, how much? 500 meg, right? Yeah. It's almost ridiculous. Yeah. So um, is there an erector set going up in yeah. the background? Yeah, the kid's, yeah, the kid's erecting his rosin press. Because for real. So, um, Do the noisiest stuff during the show. <laughs> So you're you're growing in college, and you went from Thratching. someone who was buying seeds to someone who was working directly with the seed bank, right? Uh, to frame it for some of our younger listeners and and folks who are kind of new to the the scene, why don't you kind of go over the significance of the SSSC, kind of where it came from and its lineage? Well, they were like one of two seed banks at the time in the mid '80s or early '80s. Um, one being the seed bank that was known uh, for its um, uh, founder called Neville, and he had a storied history Woo. of you know going out into uh, Afghanistan and seeking out you know land race strains and bringing back authentic seeds so that he could kind of like we talked about earlier push that reset button and go back to this is a tried and true uh, strain of marijuana that I'm going to start with and so he, you know he had that background he started a company called the Seed Bank and Super Sativa Seed Club was sort of a uh, another version of that. Uh, under an entirely different uh, group of people trying to do the same thing. And they had an entirely different menu of different strains. And for one reason or other, it appealed to me. And I you know, got their catalog from ordering it out of high times, something like that. And uh, I made a couple of seed purchases, started working with their seeds, and uh, developed a few questions. And as I say, you know, that correspondence started. And then uh, it went from there. But by the, when, I, when they employed me, it, it 
opened up uh, incredible uh, doorways for me because I could then use any one of their strains and get creative with first learning what that strain was like by growing it out and observing it through a season and then uh, working with it to incorporate its genetics with something else that I felt that, you know, would go well together for, you know, getting me to either faster flowering times, more yield, uh, more potency, more of a cerebral high, which I prefer, you know. And um, so, you know, it's just kind of custom designing what I wanted to come out. Um. So at the time, were you mostly, you know, obviously you were, you were being pretty relatively reclusive. You weren't connecting to anyone on the Internet. Yeah. So were you mostly learning? You know how to get better in this. Co- obviously, what you d- observed yeah. yourself, and then in this correspondence with, with yeah, the- correspondence with them. You know, reading High Times articles and things like that. That was about. Uh, and there was a, a magazine called Sensimia Tips. Sensi Tips, sure, sure, sure. Right? And I, I got a whole stack of those in the mail one day uh, early on in my career, and uh, you know, I just poured through them and how read long, everything. How long did you have to wait to get the answer to your question? Snail mail, dude. You know, it was like so. You uh, would you would mail a letter uh, out with a question a week later. You know, a week. That's not bad. You know, you mail out. It gets to them in maybe four to five days, and then their response comes back to you four more or five days more. So yeah, you're talking about ten ten day turnaround. Sure. Um, So I'm just kind of like trying to parlay the chat room questions into uh, actual interview questions. one question I know the answer to. Orlando International wants to know uh, if you have any of that original seed stock, and of course you you do. You posted on Instagram. I wouldn't be able to restart the company if I didn't have the original seed stock. So that's that stuff's coming back around. Uh, so how many plants were, were you able to grow at the time? I mean, one of the advantages we see nowadays is you have you know huge warehouses with a dozen rooms, so you get all this experience in a very concentrated period of time. Yeah, I'm going to be able to plants. do things on a much grander scale now. But what, what were your humble of, beginnings on that? I was only working with uh, you know a full basement that had been broken up into about four separate spaces. And so how many plants did that, that oh, account to? You know, it was typically... Uh, Running about four by four under each lamp if they're seedlings. So, you know, you're talking uh, 16 plants under two, uh, each of two lamps, so 32 in each uh, separate area. And with your sort of more meticulous breeding style, that's that's a kind of a painstaking, uh, really measured approach to coming around to your final product. Yeah, I mean, if you stagger the times when each of the plants are, you know, in each of the different rooms are going to be coming into uh, heat, if you will, you know, and they're ready for pollination, you're not going to mix, uh, you know, cross-pollinate into the other rooms and sure. wetting the plants down after they've been pollinated, things like that, to kill the uh, the loose pollen. Uh, you just, you know, you have to be neat, and uh, a lot of it is timing. You get a calendar out and start when you, you know, have projected that the finish point is going to fall at the right place for what else you have going on. So this is something that you had gotten into uh, last last show, but it's worth revisiting, and I, I want to kind of unpack a little. Uh, we were talking before how you take such a scientific approach to breeding, and and even the logic of that and the uh, the methodology behind that, I think, is really interesting to a lot of our listeners. Um, you know, we discussed how a lot of people now think that the key is to bring it, bring things out to an F three generation or an F six generation, and try to create this weird sort of faux IBL. Uh, but whereas your, you know, your original goal with the Cinderella project was to back cross and back cross again and back cross again and back cross again, uh, and obviously that, that, created that, that a was, true breeding strain. It, yeah, and it was the intention, and uh, you know that's the way I went about doing that. Um, but classical uh, genetics and breeding for um, crops, like you referred to, the F twos and F threes and F fours in each generation, you're taking a plant um, that grows outdoors. This is a you know historical type of uh, scenario where um, someone's growing a uh, a food crop and each season they're taking the male and female plants uh, and 
getting the seeds for the next season. And each year, you know, that is going to have an effect of genetic drift if those plants are not really true in an inbred line. Um, so what happens when guys take a strain that isn't really pure and then keep taking the cross of the cross of each of the progeny sure. from each each generation there's going to be some drift it's not going to mean that you won't get an odd good plant or you know or, or an odd bad plant for that matter but it's just that the predictability is being lost and why do you want to lose predictability if you're going to count on this food crop to feed your family or you know pay the bills uh, each year you wouldn't continue to do that and if you look this up in even marijuana botany uh, you know R.C. Clark's, sure. Clark's uh, famous uh, and very good book, um, he would talk about how after several seasons, they always would recross back to seeds from several generations back. You know, and so the, the back crossing to stabilize a, uh, a line is a tried and true, uh, you know, centuries old uh, effect, method. Uh, yeah. method, exactly. And, and obviously it, it proves itself in the stability of the Cindy. Uh, and, and the rest of your work, and, and it's something that so many people are trying to pursue now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see so many people trying to pursue that personally. Trying I mean, to pursue that stability, that is, uh, not that method. Not if they take two really different strains and then mix them together and say, okay, here's my new seed uh, that I'm seed putting company, out. Seed company, sure. Which that's, not, that's, that's, that's how you do it, right? And, I, and I'm not, I'm not, not <laughs> saying that, you know, I'm not saying that there's no value to that, and you know, but it. You have to know what you're buying. If in that situation you're thinking you're going to get a you know dozen seeds and they're all the females are going to look exactly the same, that's absolutely not true. You know you're going to see a lot of variety. But what I was trying to do with the Cinderella 99 project was obviously make a seed that you know all your plants, all your females are going to be very much the same thing, and not only just very much the same thing, but very much the same as the plant that I was modeling them off of, which was the princess uh, plant that I started with. So to follow up on that, the, the yeah. question that actually spurred this line in the chat room was, what were you looking for in your male to cross with that princess line to sort of not really incorporate the male traits as strongly. You went with the Shiva skunk male. Well, that was just as a starting point so that I wasn't getting a lot of variability in that first 50% cross. And then by taking each of the progeny from the, you know, each generation's progeny and crossing back to the original female. Now we're not talking about, you know, plants that came from the previous seed crop. We're, We're still holding that one female as a mother plant in a veg room and taking cuttings from her, growing them out into plants that are big enough to then, you know, be flowered and pollinated, and that creates the next generation. And then those seeds would be planted, and I would be looking for a male to pollinate back to that same original mother plant again. And that went on for about four generations. There's uh, P50, P75, P88, P94, and then finally, it's close enough to say P99. You know, it's like technically P97 or whatever. Right. Uh, But, yeah, you know, for... uh, marketing purposes you know we were coming up on uh y2k right around that time so i thought you know hey it's cinderella 99 right i'm super it, fond of the cindy yeah. 99 because it was one of the first plants i ever grew when i first started growing back i think it was just just in like 2007 we're not talking a long time ago but uh i loved it so it holds a special place in my heart well i'm very gratified i mean it, it's it was very well it's received so and, yeah everybody loves it it tastes great it grows uh, rapidly and flowers fast and produces a you know an amazing uh, great looking bud that tastes great and gets you really high in a, in a very special way you know it's a little bit uh, psychedelic kind of high 
And that's it's it's that more classical sativa high, but the flowering time's not. You know. Yeah, you guys are kicking my ass, by the way, with this concentrate out here. I got to get used to that. Oh I mean, uh, yeah. Between the altitude and the concentrate, I'm Woo. not sure which one is a more of an ass kicker. Oof. Well. So, um, chat room, interesting question. You know, who were the breeders? Well, first of all, when in this history did you start breeding? You were growing in your closet, but were you working on breeding projects at the it time? It wasn't. No, you know, it was the mid-80s when I was just growing and trying to, you know, learn my craft, so to speak, and then playing around with the plants. You know, I did that for many, many years, all through, uh, like, the early 90s even. And then it wasn't until 97 that I actually got it into my mind that, you know, I'm going to do this... Uh, seed breeding that it, you know it wasn't my intention to start a seed company necessarily but it grew into that you know and i made alliances with uh, another fellow um sly and uh, the two of us decided you know that what we should really do is breed for seeds uh, because our inner circle was responding so well to the stuff that i was putting out that we said you know there's a market for this and he he kind of pushed me you know my wife will tell you i'm not the you know super ambitious uh, i'm going to be a millionaire kind of guy i i just uh, doing my thing and so sly kind of took me uh, by the side and said you know we could partner up on this and uh, it would be something that the world will benefit from and you know we'll we're gonna put out something that you know you can be proud of and so why not and and it turned into a you know really nice thing but i felt at around 2002 things were getting to a point in my life where i didn't want to push my luck and live uh, underground like that any longer and i had an opportunity to sell the house i was in and move back to europe so i did and, uh, you know, in, in the interim there you is when you sort of tie it in with the, the story we, we started on the other week of you connecting with the 77 yeah. and being part of that community. What was that like going from, you know, corresponding by mail and yeah. sort of learning and sharing information that way to suddenly being having not only an instant communication but with a group, a large, large group? It was cool. You know, I remember thinking at the time when the Internet first came, you know, easily available to most people that uh, – this is like having a, you know, a window into the whole rest of the world and be connected with all these people who are into the same like esoteric thing that you're into. Like, what's the chances you're going to bump into a whole group of other people that have a similar passion for something so esoteric as growing pot right in your neighborhood or where you could physically bump into them in the old days? You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, and you wouldn't be aware of those people by any other way. But now you have a this thing in your room that gave you a visual and um, you know literary connection to other people that you could share ideas and photographs and um, and even agree to you know here's my address please send me this in the mail and I'll check it out for you and I'll get and then we'll write back and forth to each other what our results were and share it with the community it was uh, you know an exponential explosive change in the way things were done uh, do you recall how you got into you know how, how you got connected with the 77 or how you found it or thought of it i can't really uh you know i guess there were some canadian message boards where it was just chat you know and it was like a very pot friendly crew on that particular but it wasn't line. necessarily cannabis chat it was a lot of it you know i mean it was leaned probably more than 80 percent to, okay. to you know pot and smoking pot and growing pot and stuff uh, was their thing but it was all like guys who more dreamers and people just talking about the culture and wasn't any real serious growers on there sure so by chatting on there the you know there were evidently you know people who were watching that message board who were serious growers and so on and they took note of some of the things that i was doing and talking about and they said uh, you want to join our club you know and so i think they just picked me up off of that board and whisked me away into their private group and then um, i started to be one of the major uh, contributors to the group and 
it just went from there. And so in that group, what was it like to, uh, you know, because previously you, you keep your, I assume on this first form, you weren't talking that much about growing. You don't want to totally blow your cover. You're a smart enough guy to, I think, not. Yeah, yeah, you had to be there. safe, yeah. So what did, what did it feel like all of a sudden to be able to, to don the persona of Mr. Soul and, you know, go all out? I think I started as Mr. Soul even on the message board. Yeah, uh-huh. I totally did. And where'd the um, name come from? That was a chat room question. It just, uh, you know, from the Neil Young uh, song, uh, just, well, hello, Mr. Soul. Sure, you that's know, what was, that was speculated. It was like here. ringing in my ears at the moment when I was asked to come up with a, you know, a username. And uh, it is what it is, you know. But it's nice if people just say, call me Soul, you know. Yeah. So, well, and uh, to come out and really talk about growing, you know, as you said, it, you would probably would never bump into anyone just on sheer probability. No, absolutely around. not. And yeah. if you did, they certainly wouldn't tell you they were a grower out in public because they don't know who the hell you are. So all of a sudden you can drop those pretenses and really come come mm. clean with it. Was that relieving? In oh, way? yeah, totally. It was like this cathartic thing for all of us to be able to let that you know pressure valve open. And, uh, wow, I can actually talk to somebody about this where I have to keep my mouth shut. And no matter how proud of what I'm doing, I might be or excited about what I'm doing. I might be. I'm not going to be able to talk to the guy in the elevator up to, you know. But at the same time, how much anxiety did you have? Yeah, did it give you a lot of anxiety I or did you trust it? I actually started getting uh, arrhythmia, you know, um, at about 40 years old. And it seemed to come from out of nowhere. But, it, you know, coincidentally was when I had a lot going on in the basement. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a divorced dad and the kids are coming to visit me uh, every other weekend and stuff and I'm thinking if this ever you know blew up in my face my, the scandal that it would create with my ex-wife and the kids and you know going to prison and you know losing everything so yeah you know I was out riding my bicycle one day and I was like my heart's you know I'm wearing a heart rate monitor because I was a cyclist I'm a cyclist and yeah it's also like when you're going to sleep and you hear that fan just extra loud you're like God, if I can hear it, so can everybody can all else. Hear it. Yes, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so that took a toll on me after a while, and I did. You know, I was, I was ready to boot from that point and say, you know, until it's legal, I'm going to have to pull away from this, and I have other ways of making a living. What technology were you using? Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, how were you growing? I actually built a lot of my own um, sort of, uh, you know, hydroponic systems. I grew in soil and, you know, went back and forth with it and just tried to figure out what was the most convenient and best producing uh, method. And in the end, I did a lot of soil, you know. I just came with, uh, like, uh, my buddy uh, Subcool has this uh, super soil that, you know, he's got a formula for. I had something similar, you know, and I would... Uh, mix up tea bags of bat guano and these kinds of things to supplement the soil and feed as necessary and keep an eye. You know, a lot of it is feel, you know. Sure. When you're a grower. I think, I think for breeding, it's also yeah. so much easier to let the plant pick and choose what it needs compared to, like, getting it on a program because no program's made for making seeds. All the programs are made for producing buds. So you're, you're kind of stressed. Yeah, and, you know, mm-hmm. the idea is, like, I, yeah, I just think of it as, like, I always tell people it's like a pregnant woman you know you don't want to stress her out you know no. she's not eating at mcdonald's yeah don't give her a bunch of crappy food and stress her out all the time like let her you know, take her time and do the thing and be good, good be good lighting? yeah what kind of lighting were you using yeah, yeah. Like the Florida's, like basement in the early 80s like i did um you know the classic uh by the book kind of thing originally for a few years where they always said you know metal halide for your uh, veg and uh, high pressure sodium for flowering and then I started to see that, you know, like the high-pressure sodiums are kicking out a lot more lumens. They seem brighter. 
And I started using them in veg too, and the plants responded great. So I just started using all uh, horizontal mounted uh, HID uh, HPSs. HPSs, yeah. sorry. Um, and just basically, yeah. yeah I, I still kept like a metal halide and uh, fluorescence in certain areas, like for the mothers and uh, clones and stuff. Yeah, I mean, in the end, it's like also there's a sometimes you want that stretch, you know, you don't want them to be so Compact. blocked out and stocky because in the end it just turns into leaf and lumber, you know, and it's like you're trying to grow bud. So. Light, <laughs> yeah, you're looking for light penetration and a good canopy formation. Mm hmm. So um, coming from being a kid growing in his closet, you're you're getting seeds from SSSC, then yep. you're all of a sudden working with them. You weren't doing breeding work with them, correct? Not officially. I was doing it on my own with all of their stuff and, you know, communicating my results back to a guy named Keish, who was uh, the guy who hired me. And, um, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a nice arrangement. It really was. I mean, I... I do the distribution and I was paid well to do that and at the same time I had a free hand with all their genetics to to do what I liked and then keep an open communication with the owner of the company and you know he's also a knowledgeable breeder so I, I kind of learned under his wing and I was uh, I was very impressed with a lot of the stuff that they had and I and I'd like to be able to get my hands on some of that stuff again if it, I, I doubt it's possible but yeah we do <laughs> So, uh, so many questions coming out of the chat room. I'm just catching up because I logged off for a second. Um, the other, in that time, right? So you were you were putting seed out for them pretty much uh, domestically. Yep. Did that give you any um, opportunities to, you know, as a guy who was their their interface point with a lot of other growers and breeders? Did that give you any opportunity to create any of these relationships, or was that pretty much anonymous? I kept it anonymous. I just wanted to, um, if I were sending a seed order out to one of their customers, um, I just uh, kept it anonymous. I wouldn't put, you know, a note inside saying, "Hey, hit me up." Hey, Let's dude, you sound like a cool guy, you know, and you made a it made an interesting order here. You sure. must know what you're doing, you know. If you want to be pen pals, write me back, you know. <laughs> I don't think that would have gone over well. How Too bad. Often did you get a seizure? And I didn't, I didn't have any inclination yeah. to do that. Excuse me. How often did you get a seizure? Yeah, was there was there anything seized in uh, moving never, in the mailbag never, then? Never, never. It was 100% successful, always. Yeah, yeah. Never, ever had a problem. Do you remember a point in time when it be, the seizures started happening? Talking to the mic, talking to the mic. Do you remember a point in time when the seizures started happening? Can you like pinpoint it to like uh, essentially the, the postal service caught wind of what was happening? I, I, I never had a problem with the postal service personally. Are you referring to like... More or less like... I, I know, like, um, having stairway time, flat mm. forward a little bit. I mean, yep. there's issues. Every once in a while, you get the pink letter in the mail kind of thing. Uh -huh. Do you remember no. exactly, since you're, I'm dating you a little bit, but since you go back, yeah. I'm kind of wondering, do you remember, basically, when did the, the letters in the mail kind of start internationally? Or Dunn might know. You know, do you kind of know? Well, <laughs> the, uh, I mean, what he would, the SSSC and what Neville was doing and stuff, it was all pretty safe just because it was not... It was so early. They weren't looking. Well, it was, not, it was also not coming out of Holland. I mean, everything was smart. That was exactly the idea. Mm -hmm. I mean, the strategy was the to... The orders were coming out of Holland. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll break it down and tell you exactly what happened. They would send me a huge box of uh, canned goods, and, you know, it would look like a, uh, a care package coming from your cousin who lives in Holland or something. And even if someone were to open that package, there'd be nothing there that would give them probable cause to go any further to look mm -hmm. inside the cans themselves and stuff. So what they did was they packaged the seeds and label them in, um, you know, like a dozen condoms all wrapped around them. So they'd be watertight 
and put them in the cans. And they must have owned a canning factory or something where they could actually, you know, this is something you had to open Proper with a can sealed opener, cans, yeah. right? <laughs> and it would be labeled like Knopf's Soup, you know, that Knopf's uh, Soup Company. And there'd be, a, you know, half a dozen of those cans with a variety of different strains inside of them in a large quantities, like, you know, 1,000 or 2,000 of each type of uh, seed. And then I could put them in uh, canisters and organize all that on my desktop uh, and physically fill the seed orders and send them out from within the United States so that it was never crossing a border. And the uh, Postal Service would never stop that package because it was packaged by me, and I was being very careful about it. I put it in a bubble pack um, with you know, the seeds labeled and so on inside and they're protected from anything and there's enough postage on it. It's all completely, there'd be absolutely no reason for anybody to stop that package. Just a normal package in the yeah, mail? Yeah, you know, plain brown wrapper. It's like uh, one of these hip-hop stars when he doesn't have his jewelry on. <laughs> plain uh, brown wrapper. So, um, and then you, obviously, as Jason alluded to, you started uh, making the seed <laughs> as Brothers Grimm. And that was not being distributed by you. That was going through Heaven's Stairway, yes. the predecessor or the attached site to Overgrow. You know, as I said, I'm like all about security and not getting busted. So the only way that I felt that I could actually make that business work would be to wholesale to somebody in uh, like Canada. Maybe the, you know, it was the simplest uh, at the time alternative sure. at the moment. Yeah. And they would buy wholesale from me, sell retail to the public. And uh, it worked like that very smoothly for the few years that we did it. So to continue sort of retelling cannabis history through your personal timeline, I mean, that's what's crazy to me is like you're involved with SSSC and then you're highly involved with Heaven Stairway. Over, you know, it's like the, you're there at every every step of the turn. You're this seminal figure, and, that, and now I'm here, and now you're auspicious return. Oh, I know that's where we're going. Um, but you know, here, Kaiser, Kaiser Sosa, shit. yeah, exactly. So you're you're. Getting involved with, I guess you were involved with Overgrow first, and that's what put you in touch with Sly, and ultimately that's how the seeds happened, right? Uh, Overgrow actually was, uh, the inception of Overgrow occurred after Sly and I had already started working Oh, really? Together. Okay. Yeah. So you were, uh, was Heaven Stairway functioning at the time? Were you already I believe they, yeah, there? They, okay. they had to be. You know, that's who we were working through. Okay, so you, but there were other uh, grower sites that you know were less sophisticated and slick and user-friendly as Overgrow. And people, I guess, gravitated to Overgrow in a very you know substantial way at some point. But that was from, I can't even remember where they were before that. You know sure. what I mean? But um, evidently, Overgrow became a little too visible. And uh, so... Again, I'm going to ask you to kind of frame in context as you saw it at the time and, and perhaps as you now can see it looking back. Uh, what what did Overgrow mean for cannabis, uh, for its cultivator culture? You well, know? It, gave, it gave an even um, more uh, high-tech and futuristic um, uh, platform, if you will, um, for us. And, you know, as I was speaking about earlier, where we at least had a way of sending messages back to each other and, and so on uh, when we had our little group, something like a website like Overgrow, where you could share pictures and uh, links and, you know, it was much more evolved. So it was, m it was just a richer experience of what I described earlier, I guess. And you hit on exactly what I was interested in. 
at some point, I mean, you've been you've been doing cannabis on the internet. Uh, I guess in contrast to the Instagram generation, where the high quality photo is that's what you got. Oh yeah, right? today, I imagine my photography on, is like a thousand times better than I, what I was doing back in. Uh, I imagine early like on, you probably didn't just well, maybe you as a photographer had digital photography equipment, but I mean that had to be scarce. No, the, I didn't like it days. actually. When the digital stuff came out, I stuck with uh, film and slides for quite a while, and then uh, only since two thousand nine, when I got a Nikon D ninety, I just started like. Oh, you know, this digital thing is actually a good thing. It just took me, like, I was just being an old stick in the mud for a while there, and now I've developed and stuff like that. You're like, so I was carrying around records. Yeah, right. Like crazy. So I've accepted it, and I've embraced it, and I've created my own style in photography with it. And so, um, yeah, I'm very gratified. I, I, I have currently running a show in New York right now in a gallery. Under your, your real name, not Mr. Yeah, Saul. Ricky Camp Photography. Ricky yeah. Camp Photography. Yeah, that's what my you know teenage friends used to call me when we were in high school. So um, on those early forums, was there a lot of photography, or was it mostly just text-based interaction? I mean, pre- It was really, yeah, yeah, like kind of low-res uh, just you know, yeah. What's wrong with my plant shots? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. No, there's st- also you know, I'm proud of yeah, you know how this looks or that. But you couldn't really. But it was see. like the pictures you used to see in high times. You know, some of them are good, and then there's you Most know guys who just are trying to get their message across. And you know, like, can you help me here? I know this isn't a pro photographer, a pro photograph or anything, but uh, can you tell what's wrong with this? Or sure. And grown back then, did you? I mean, we were speaking earlier. You. One of the things now, I, I'm kind of doing this this uh, now and then comparison based on, uh, you know, the Back to the Future theme, right? So, I, you know, I, we had a show. Back to the theme, I'm pretty impressed. Let's October 21st, 2015. The, the Cubs are going to go to the, the World Series, too, so. Uh, what? Didn't, they just, get, didn't they just get their ass handed oh, to them last night? You have no clue what the, the hell you're talking about. Oh, they, oh, they lost because of you guys? 3-0. You I don't watch baseball oh, as soon as the Phillies are out. Neither do I. I just picked that up uh, in passing. This guy. This guy. So, um, thanks, kid. You totally derailed me on that. So, to keep going, uh, playing the contrast there, you know, the right now we deal with a dozen different pests that that are a liability in the game that you know come with the territory. We just did a huge show with uh, Joe Canapu on on crop protection, uh, and that's something that's a reality of the situation now because so many cuts are getting passed from all over the place so frequently so many people are growing nowadays you will run into in colorado at least you go to the grocery store and a guy who looks like the kid will see a guy who looks like tim and be like hey bro what kind of strands you're running <laughs> yeah um mm-hmm. and you'll you'll pick up my stuff that <laughs> <laughs> you know, so but, yeah that's what i'm implying. so uh that's a new breed happen. a whole new breed going back to the mic yeah <laughs> Going back to uh, your days, what what potential you know issues did you have to deal with? HIV, I think, was the thing. Back then. <laughs> I meant for cannabis more than anything Whoa. else. Whoa. Whoa. I mean? told you, Whoa. you set me up too sweet for that. That's I couldn't help it. Sorry, <laughs> uh, but no, uh, dear God, I didn't have uh, thankfully and knock on wood here ever mite problems. Well, that was never my issue i did have uh being well, in the you better watch out if you join this you jump into the game now i'm fumigating the shit <laughs> out turned, of any place they, that i go into they've turned into microscopic here. nightmares instead of just what they used to be like, hmm. yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna get the guy who used to do the dexter you know the guy who did those rooms where it's like completely cleaned uh, <laughs> no traces of anything you know what i was in i was in jason cramford's uh, home lab and it was like a Dexter kill room. Mm-hmm. You're just like, wow, Jesus Christ. This is in your garage? I can't even believe it. It's like 
NASA. It's all just fucking stark white. It's amazing. Speaking of white, yeah, that was the, that was the only issue really. Being in New England and uh, damp uh, basements and so on, occasionally there'd be some powdery mildew things. Uh, that would be an issue easily solved, though, because you can get a dehumidifier and keep your humidity, you know, 50, 55 percent, and you're you're not going to get a significant amount of powdery mildew if if you do that. I, I feel like in your day you were way more concerned with uh, human pests than than insect ones. Well, what do you mean by that? Uh, like well, the, the fear of the law. Yeah, security yeah. in general was, yes, was absolutely. the top of the chain. You just had to live like a recluse, you know. And uh, at the time, I had a place on the beach and a dog and, you know, just lived a quiet life and didn't allow, allow any, And I had a wife who was not, you know, terribly social. She kind of stuck to her core group of a couple of friends. And she was from Belgium, so there weren't a lot of her buddies hanging around anyway. And sure. So, so we could live that um, lifestyle that worked for that. And, um, you know, it was a very pleasant existence uh, for those few, you know, five years or so. And you mentioned earlier that you were using uh, ozone at the time to yep. kill the smell. Mm-hmm. But uh, if it didn't work completely, you kind of had an out, right? Yeah, that was interesting. I lived in a neighborhood where there were a lot of uh, wild skunks roaming around, and they'd occasionally get hit by cars or whatever. So it was not uncommon in the neighborhood to smell a little skunky air. And uh, yeah, it's just you need a little to drag skunky. a dead one home every time and just put it in front of your house. God damn, another dead skunk! Yeah. Keeping the trap tight. But you know, there was exactly. that uh, plausible deniability. Nobody's going to come knocking on your door and say, you know, we smell skunk. Can we and you know, can we come in and uh, search the house? Uh, and well, we now we just be searching for that skunk. They'd be doing that at every uh, you know every house on the street. So uh, it's funny because we got we a lot of the uh, New England sort of Massachusetts folks that are we know now sort of coming out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. We're all linked up on the dead tour circuit, fish tour. Uh, you weren't in that though. You were busy no, engineering no. nuclear facilities. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> safety analyses and uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. That was really messed up. No, uh, I didn't. You know, I didn't have a gang. You know, the uh, I did not meet people in in reality and fi- you know face to face. It was always over you know, through the internet and mail, and there was a safe distance kept. Um, did any of your work colleagues know about your other secret? Did, did any of your your work colleagues? You mean yeah? So did, did your lives didn't bleed over at all? Did they? no, not at all. Uh, is anyone watching the show right now being like, holy shit, I was just working on a project with this guy <laughs> at a nuclear power plant. Well, you, know, you have no idea the funny shit that just went through my head. I'll, 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 anyway. It's kind of like, you know, society has changed enough where I don't have to be so nervous about coming out, you know. Oh, you're like, going to get the best emails now? Uh, not, just from, not just from our scene, but... You know, when in due time, when your return is noticed by the mainstream America, your old bosses will suddenly start reaching out to you well, again. Funny, yeah, because they're going to be stoners now. Like, oh, that guy. I, I have this theory that everybody's a secret stoner. You know, like even all the straight people that I used to work with in offices and cut cubicles and stuff, doing uh, <laughs> it's mostly true. physics and mathematics and what have you. Uh, you know, I always imagined that. Yeah, at home, you know, nobody's around. They're smoking joints. <laughs> they just so, won't talk about it. I got to ask: Did did you find a lot of overlap between sort of your formal training? in math and physics and, and uh, Only when other it, science? You know, I specialized in thermal hydraulics, which is a fluid flow and heat transfer. So there's a lot of that going on when you're creating an environment for the plants where you have to regulate temperatures and humidities and calculate the flow of nutrients and pumps and whether they're going to be powerful enough to, you know, get the flow rate where you want that. And so making a hydro system. Yeah, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, he's going to be There was a lot getting, of overlap. 
<laughs> he's going to be getting Wook blueprints on his uh, Instagram. Is what's going to happen now? Yeah, yeah. that's really what's going to happen. Why don't you Why don't you explain that? Wook Re- reviewing people's that... patents for them, like exactly people with drawn out crayon drawings <laughs> sent to him. Like, is this going to work? Backs of, back of a dab parchment. Will you know, this actually just... work? <laughs> which doesn't work. Going to happen. Which also doesn't work. Yeah, Why crayon. is his crayon not writing? Not on writing wax. on this parchment paper. <laughs> wax on wax. I, I, on I just t- I just took notice of the kid behind me here, and he's he's using this Arbor Press. To, uh, Dude, it smells amazing in here. It's starting oh to smell. So, yeah. and, so, and then on the table, what are all these things that I'm This is rosin. We're, making, we're smashing rosin. Smash the trash is happening. Ah. So, so you th- with a little pressure, you a little do heat. a little dab hit of that. What do you see? I had my second dab hit of my life yesterday, and it was devastating. That when was your first one? Was it also recent? Or was well, it no, it was like three months ago. I visited my mom out in San Francisco and went to a dispensary, and they were offering $5 dab hits. So you were like, I'll take that. Yeah, did and it seemed much milder than the one I did yesterday. Whoa. Wish we could do that. Did you whoa, whoa, did whoa. you tell them who they were, who you were, or you just played nah, it cool? No, nah. you know what am I? I that that would be so. You're uncool. not. You know, Adam, I'm cool. Adam walks into the dispensary and he goes, "You know, who I am." <laughs> no, I, I believe I believe like you know Keith Richards. If you if you have to try to be cool, you're not cool. Either. Sure, sure, sure. Where was the five buck dab at? That's why I dressed this way. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Hendrix when he came on the D- uh, Dick Cavett show? <laughs> he looked all stoned and he's wearing this Nehru jacket and Dick Cavett's sitting there in a suit and tie. You know. I'm going back to the chat room just seeing what these uh, guys You're are. reviewing people's questions. You can't yeah, think yeah, of anything just, of your own? No, no, no. no. I just want to make sure I don't miss any. That's because we, we, I we don't like want to risk it with the Skype, so I want to, I want to, yeah. Want to make sure the dialogue is going. I, I mean, I have my we own continuing through really the timeline. So, all right. So you start the seed company. That's up yep. at Heaven's Stairway. Mm-hmm. Put Heaven's Stairway into context for people. Heaven's Stairway yeah, was Heaven's Stairway was like a parent company that you know he offered uh, seeds by a variety of different breeders, and you know I was one of the ones that you know was one of his popular breeders. I guess working in that stable, if you will. And were uh, you in touch with any of the other breeders on the stable? Uh, Vic High. You know he he put out. Um, the uh, Romulan and that sort of thing. Yeah, Vic High, obviously, um, classic. I'm sure there's a couple others that I'm forgetting about because, you know, I kind of switched off the whole paying attention to the cannabis world for a while there. And, you know, I now get... Deli- Not, you weren't sneaking a High Times every now and then? You oh, yeah, just, of course. You know, and it's funny, I pick up a High Times at one, at one time just out of the blue and it had, like, top 10 strains, favorite strains by one of the authors and Cinderella 99 was right in there. Yeah. <laughs> What, what does that feel like? pretty cool. It's just, yeah, take, pick, pick up a random issue and have your... your you want to you grab your kids and say, hey, <laughs> come on in here, check it out. Look what daddy did. Hey, no, Jimmy, no, no, I'm, I'm just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> but yeah. no, there is this uh, little swell of pride and then this uh, gulp of, you know, like, yeah, but I can't tell anybody about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you can, buddy. Yeah, now that's a beautiful thing. Um we're getting it's so crazy so there's so much conversation about this on instagram again we haven't posted on our instagram in about over a year i think uh, yeah that was been that's been the main um venue for me lately is that you know it seemed in, instagram was like a re- really easy thing for me to switch into sure. and you know throw pictures up and answer people's questions and make little comments and i see you know a bunch of great people on there that i've followed too you know so it's really nice to Get uh, back into the community and get to know the gang and share ideas and talk about old stories like we're doing now. What are the biggest differences you see from when you walked out to where you were? Well, uh, Jason, you got to ask questions on the mic. Yeah, you can't people, just ask him. He's asking about the differences in uh, the community. Is that? Yeah, what are the biggest differences that you see from when the day you kind of walked out to the day you came back? 
Well, you know, um, I think people are a lot more um, knowledgeable about the technical aspects of these concentrates, which I still have to come up to speed on. But, you know, I, I find that there's two huge uh, major differences in the whole cannabis community thing in terms of this, what they're smoking nowadays. Um, and like I say, that to me, I'm sitting here, people are talking Greek around me, you know, all this uh, jibber-jabber about the concentrates and so on and rosin and shatter and all. Uh, and it's going over my wow. head a little bit, you know, and, and I think that the, you know, the potency of the stuff is just really a little quick. bit yeah. crazy. Uh, but then the other thing is like the CBD rev revolution where, you know, the medical um, side of things is uh, capitalizing on, you know, plants that have high CBD, which we never looked for in the past. So those are two major differences. And then as far as the... Uh, the community, you know, the individuals themselves, um, they seem to be um, able to communicate, you know, at a higher speed today because everything's so instantly available. So there's there's that. And uh, they're sharing uh, very nice pictures uh, <laughs> of their uh, incredible hash and concentrates and plants growing. And I try to, you know, throw in some variety with my photography. And uh, I think they'll get, the they'll get the bud porn, you know, eventually, but... What about Whoa. cannabis cups? Did you attend any of them, all of them? I, I have them? never gone, you know, like, awesome. uh, again, it was one of those things where... Never? Yeah. Um, it's going to be a uh, eye-opening experience, I think sure. in the future, that's in the, that's in the cards, but... We'll get you, you the look starter kit. I, I, was, <laughs> I was always being uh, very, very careful and uh, not putting myself yeah, We'll definitely there. give you a transformation when you get here. We'll do, give you a little makeover we'll, so we we'll can sneak in. We'll give you a Colorado the makeover. Uh, so we got a bunch of chat room questions. Uh, I want to go back to this first one. Someone asked if you still have original Apollo 11 seeds. And I think I know the answer to that one. Well, right on my Instagram feed, you can see there's a bag with about uh, 75 uh, original Apollo 11 seeds in it. And that's uh, a recent photo. <laughs> uh, and here's another question. Uh, this gentleman bought seeds uh, from Bodie, the Apollo 11 Genius Select. Uh, they wanted me to ask you about your interactions with Bodhi. This is actually a really interesting story. Uh, well, yeah. The only thing um, that I can say is I haven't met Bodhi yet, but he's presented himself as being a really stand-up guy. Uh, I see the quality of his advertising and so on and the reputation that he seems to have uh, built up, uh, you know, that I can tell the sense that I get from the community. And he did a really nice thing that I didn't ask him to do, but, I, you know, I thought it was a, uh, you know, it kind of shocked me you know there was this announcement Bodhi is saying you know Mr. Soul's back he's re resurrecting uh, Brothers Grimm so I'm going to step back and let him you know do that line and eliminate that from my own offerings which it's it's very big of him to do that you know without being asked uh, and, and I think it's extremely respectful and I and earned a lot of respect for him from me and of course so Bodhi, we don't even know if Bodhi listens to the show. Bodhi's something of like an elusive superhero. His peeps do. Community. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, of course, we got to give... <clears throat> I met, met one of the guys. Uh, yeah, you met a Bodhi guy? Yeah. We got to give, of course, mad love and respect to Bodhi. And, of course, brother, if you ever want to be on the show, we want you on the show so bad. Um, more chat room questions. Uh, da -da -da. Uh, scrolling here. Have you ever heard of a Cindy 99 outdoor variety? Did you distinguish in any sense in your own breeding? Or no, I would grow great outdoors as well. I just never did much in the way of uh, you know playing around with outdoors because it's, it's, it's not safe. <laughs> uh, another question, uh, Orlando International is curious about uh, your current relationship with Subcool and Miss Jill. Oh. Uh, 
we're friends. Um, really enjoying uh, reconnecting with them in the last couple of months. I've been on the telephone with Subcool. We've exchanged texts and, uh, you know, he even sent me a signed ver- a copy of his book, you know, the one about, uh, what is it, Search for the Dank? Search for the Dank, yeah. yeah. And with an inscription in the beginning to me, which was very heartfelt. And, uh, you know, I, I coincidentally opened to the page on uh, Genius. You know, that was like the first page that cracked open when I opened the book. But it was, I thought it was extremely well done. He's a, he's a fine photographer himself and tells a great story and uh, gives credit where credit's due throughout the book. I thought that was, uh, it was really, you know, heartwarming to leaf through it and say, oh, shit, look at that. Look what he did with uh, one of my things. <laughs> and, you know, and he's, you know, he tells where it, tells oh, He the preserves story. the legacy for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. No, he's a stand-up guy. I, I really, you know, have feel very close to Subcool. And Everyone wants to know now where they can get your seeds, where they can get your seeds. I'm going to just say it again. They're not available yet because he's just coming back in the game. They're coming. All the lines. Right. There's nothing you won't have, right? Yeah, I'm going to resurrect all the uh, original genetics, and there are people holding clones for me as well as the seed stock that I've kept over the years in the fridge. And then you'll be putting out new crosses and new... Totally. Taking it forward. I've got stuff that, you know... I. I probably had intended to work on uh, that I never got to back in the day that that will follow up on you know the re-release of some of the original strains definitely there'll be a you know a current fresh C99 released from Brothers Grimm uh, by spring sure uh, another question what if any special t- methods did you use to German will you use to germinate these old seeds and there's how did you there's store definitely uh, you know been a, uh, some thought as to how to go about that and, you know, there's gibberellic acid and uh, hydrogen peroxide preparation on the seeds. And I'll, I'll go through, I'll, I'll, I'll use those methods, uh, you know, with a conservative per, parts per million uh, count. It can't hurt, and it's just good insurance when you're, you know, bringing out old seeds and, and looking to crack them. Uh, let me go back. I think that was it. But <coughs> I can tell from looking answer. at the seeds, they all look extremely healthy. Oh, my God, and, they're uh, super healthy. Yeah. So there won't be an issue. It's just that they are, you know, 10, 10 to 12 years old, roughly, and uh, they're going to need uh, a little TLC as they come out. Question from uh, ch- old school chat room regular, Case and Noah. Welcome back, man. Uh, what is your opinion on genetic drift in clone varieties? I think that if you start with a cut and maintain it really well and take really healthy cuttings from the mother that you've uh, set aside that you're going to continue to have reliable, uh, zero genetic drift, essentially. Um, I, I can see where if somebody starts to take weaker cuts and then not really r- nourish them well, and then people subsequently take further cuts from less than ideal uh, cuttings from those plants and so on, you, you're going to get shittier-looking plants. And it's not to say that the genetics aren't still in there and that with some care and proper treatment that they may actually be still capable of their original glory but um theoretically i'm saying you know there shouldn't be genetic drift if you just keep taking clones from clones but why risk it you know in any given situation your first clone should be thought of as this is going to become the mother that i will take and keep in a veg room and all subsequent clones are going to be taken from that plant you know, and if it gets root bound or what have you, you know, you can then start again with something from that same plant in that same bedroom, and it's going to go a lot longer, and you're going to have a, a much better um, choice of of cut material coming off that mother plant. So, uh, one question is: Do you have the original princess cut? Is that still around? That is being held for me. Yes. 
and uh, assume assume little to, if any, genetic drift uh, based on your response. Well, it was kept with a very responsible guy, so yeah. Wonderful. And then the uh, other question that came out, has Sly been in touch with you since you've popped back out? Nope. Uh, Sly, you know, he was just as cautious and secretive as I was, and I, f- I had to guess. I think, you know... He probably moved on and he's doing something entirely different and isn't even aware of the community or that there's any, you know, communication uh, from me at this point. But if he were to tune in and say, dude, you know, I didn't realize you got back into it, I'd be sh- I'd sure be happy to hear from him. Well, hopefully uh, maybe he'll tune in. Uh, the kid is picking up nails with pliers over here. Yeah, at least I didn't knock it over. I just saved the day. Yeah, but somebody bent it the wrong way. Are there any strains that well, you lost that you way? wish you could bring back? Yeah, um, some of the original SSSC um, seeds that I grew out that were really interesting to me were the Durban Thai. I had an original Durban Thai uh, female that I ran for a one season, and the you know the output from it was just beyond my expectations in terms of it had a higher yield for this you know pure sativa cross than I ever would have expected and the quality of the smoke was just phenomenal and, and it, you know this it was it had a little bit of princess has that same kind of evil uh, stench that comes out of it um, amid that tropical fr- fruity uh, s- smell at the same time but this thing was all evil you know like the Durban poison was making a really strong contribution into it so the Durban tie I, I really look fondly back on that and wish I still had a cut of that or you know or had the seeds from the original uh, to to touch on the princess question again, yes. that original cutting. So how old? How long has that cutting been been held for uh, continuously since two thousand two? Wow! Yeah. Wow. That's great. Uh, everyone says thanks. Great answer. Uh, chat room's very pleased with the questions, guys. If you have more, keep firing them they, through. They made them so. Yeah, they're very re- <laughs> they're very pleased with the responses. <laughs> I should say. <laughs> okay, there you go. Say, they asked Damn, I asked a good question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really pleased with Just my doing a time check over here. We're about halfway through. We keep rocking before we do another shout-out for sure. Um, what about in the room? You got any more questions, Jason? You were just going to sit here and be quiet, but you got some great ones. Ooh, Mr. Question. Nobody rolled a joint? Yeah, nobody oh. did roll a joint. What's going on with it? I'm down to one paper. I got a question. What, um, there was concentration on the rosin production. Uh, no smoking do, are you into nowadays and also were into then I suppose like sour diesel I imagine so you kind of went away you came back to sour diesel like holy shit like the rest of us or like OG Kush kind of really wasn't there a little uh-huh. bit before you went away now you come back like what was your introduction to some of the newer hotter strains Gorilla Glues you know those kind of things versus what you were smoking back then yeah um, and I gotta add by the way uh, Jay Levine asked that in the chat room at the exact same time okay um you're right. You hit the nail on the head. You know, you guessed since I'm in New York, uh, I probably got the sour diesel. And that is my weed of choice for the past, um, I want to say, three or four years. And, you know, in New York, you, you everybody's got a guy and you just text him and he shows up at the apartment door. Knock, knock, knock. And uh, you get your bag and uh, it's all hermetically sealed and uh, very high grade, very nice stuff. So it's nice to have that um, convenience of just being able to snag a super nice uh, Cinsamia bud uh, and smoke it as you wish uh, and not have uh, the law, you know, breathing down your throat, breathing down your neck. Um, so I haven't had a chance to go, you know, go through a lot of different strains that they're just not that available to me. I tried headband, uh, you know, a few of those other um, 
crosses. Throw a few no- other names at me. I'm sure I've seen, like Headband, uh, I, call, I recall, uh, and of course, Sour Diesel. OG Kush, probably. Gorilla OG Glue, Kush. not yet. I Ghost Train Haze in New York would be around. No, I haven't had, my supplier hasn't had any of those, but... Yeah, you know, every time he comes over, if I try something different that's like a little more of an indica cross or something, I end up the next day saying, son of a bitch, I should have gotten that goddamn sour diesel. I knew better, you know. And back in the day, you know, smoking my own stuff was pretty much all I ever had. And people would send me stuff in the mail, like my buddies, you know, here, try this, bud, you know, tell me what you think of it. And, you know, we all had similar kind of stuff, but... Uh, Everyone was starting with pretty similar seed stock, right? From mm, where they could get mine, it. Mine was very different, evidently, you know, because it all—it did seem that you know most of the other Americans and they uh, had a had a sort of ha- ha- a handful of different things that were very similar. You know, there's this uh, OG that was very popular back then, and you know a few others, and then the guys Whoa, in that's, Canada that's like huge. Romulan. Whoa. What are we talking about back then with OG being hot, very popular? It it was this uh, Cali no Cali O's what they used to call Cali, Cali O's. Sure, that's that's, that's, that's different. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. The, o, the O was in there, but it wasn't OG. It was Cali O. So it's interesting. Cali O's made a huge impact in the long term. Uh, when I first came on the show, there was all sorts of because uh, tangerine strains, as we were saying, the flavor was nice, but it wasn't a real strong weed, and that's why it's contributed yeah. to a lot of great concentrate mm-hmm. strains. Um, and that, that all was tied in with a character known as Eric 77, yes. having put that cut out. And he was one of the 77, He right? was the, probably one of the originators. I think he was like one of the tech guys who handled, you know, the stuff that we didn't know anything about how internet works and stuff. But he, you know, he could write the code and make the little private message room that we had. This, the story is that he, uh, this is completely apocryphal, but supposedly he would just <laughs> kind of show up at your house with a tray of clones whenever you invited him over. That's, that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> that never happened to you, yeah. Um, did you get to smoke that cow? You said you, you enjoyed the flavor. Yeah, people would strong. send me, you know, samples of stuff, you know. My phone keeps dropping. And sometimes the there'd be something really nice, you know. And Anything that, 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 I that liked what I had stands going, out going that you were like, wow, that was, that was better than what I got? Or Sorry? Was it, I got a, actually a really great, great question. Got At me. what point in this culture did it become co- more competitive and less? Or was it from the beginning? Were you, were you always comparing against your own and com- was that part of it? Was the pissing contest? I think it was there? not a pissing contest at all. I think at the time it was like a mutual respect, uh, mutual admiration club um, where we all felt, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats, you know, that kind of mentality, which is what I maintain to this day. I don't uh, ever hesitate from complimenting somebody when they've done something well, you know, in either, you know, creating a, a strain or, you know, uh, a, a great photograph, you know, because I compare myself to other f- photographers, but not in a sense where it's better or worse it's not competitive it's not it's a competitive thing it's like dude that's a great image you know and you know we all create from our hearts or whatever and i will never hesitate to pat somebody on the back and say nicely done you know good job and if you think that you know it turned into a pissing contest and people fighting with one another i think that's just the nature of certain people to be that way but i also have a philosophy about life where it's like a mirror a life life is like a mirror and it's going to reflect back at you whatever you project out and, you know, I've just seen that happen consistently through my life. So I, I just maintain a, like, this is how I want people to be so I be the change I want to see in the world, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you got questions, Adam? Because I got, I got three chat room questions. Hit him up while I finish. That's crazy. Part. He's never wanted to punch another breeder in the face. See? That's it. You're like, he's a breeder? He doesn't want to hit anyone specific? I'm just saying it. 
Everybody was thinking it. <laughs> uh, one question. Do you have any experience with our one of our Holy Grail strains, the New York City Haze, what we call the PIF or the, the Pude? My experience with Haze is from Holland. Um, real The real Haze that would, you know, that was, again, you know, you talk about what did I used to like back in the day. I grew that Durban tie and I, and I miss it. But the thing that really jazzed me the most and gave me the biggest shock was walking into a coffee shop in, um, in um, Breda, which is one of the lowest uh, cities in Amsterdam, to, uh, in Holland to reach from Belgium. So you could get off the train early and not have to go all the way up to Amsterdam. And Breda had a few decent coffee shops. One was called uh, Purple Rain, like the Prince song. And I sat in there and, you know, asked the guy across the bar, you know, What's the story with the weed here? There's a little guy in the back in a booth where you go, and you know he'll give you what you're looking for. And then I came out and I sat and I had a drink at the bar, and I asked him, you know, is there anything really interesting here that I should know about? And he said, Do you like uh, like real uh, sativa high and a cerebral thing? And I was like, Yeah, that's what I'm all about. He says a lot of people feel that this is just too strong and they don't like it, but here I'll bring it out for you. And he had this like half ounce bag of real haze. And it had that delicate quality where, you know, like there's all these Medusa strands that are coming off of the, the main cola and all these delicate little flowers that had this incredible rich scent that you just could not get out of your nose. And you have to wrap it in, a, you know, like a Mylar bag or something to keep the scent from getting Did out. Did he actually oh. use the word strands? Correctly, in a sense, I think we need to award that. I I don't mean to interrupt him. I know it's completely derailing everything, but uh, holy cow, just blew other breeders out of the water with that one word right there. Period. Stop. Because strand does mean something. It's not the same as strand. I know. I'm just saying. It's amazing. That's one of the first times I've ever heard that in a marijuana conversation that actually was used right in context. I'm surprised you weren't more impressed by the Medusa-like quality. <laughs> Man, I don't know I like, that much. I like words, the Medusa though. quality. Yeah. Well, so it's hand-in-hand. Hand. I mean, there's strands of mora- uh, yes. Medusa's hair, you know, uh, so the, the snakes. <laughs> on, the, on the haze line, the question. That, so, yeah, that, that floored me. I, I just loved that original haze, and I would know that if I... You know, had to pick it out of a thousand different strains and like, oh, that's the real haze right there. And uh, so you have a cross with some of that original haze in the seed stock. I do, yeah. You know, I got the uh, the haze from uh, Holland and I had a Northern Light 5 from Holland that uh, I was able to cross and still have seeds from that cross that I'd like to grow out in my, you know, future work here very soon, you know. Oh, the joints coming around. Uh, I see. So, speaking of Holland and the haze, healthy looking cone. Uh, with your with your experience in Europe, do you have any interactions, anecdotes with Neville? Uh, no, I never met the man. I've only heard the, you know the urban lore about him. That's it. What about Neville? <laughs> He's taking a big ass. No, I'm smoking weed. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is so awesome. So what years? What years were you there in Holland again? I was there um, during '95 and '96 in Belgium. Uh, and ho- back and when I go it. back to Holland, you're talking 86 to 88, that time frame, and a little bit into uh, the 90s. You know, I'd be popping back and forth. I wasn't living over there. Right. That's cool, because that was like literally a year before I moved there. So yeah. it's kind of like... That, that story from Purple Rain Coffee Shop was from probably 96. Okay. So it was a little later on. Cool, cool. Yeah. No, it was uh, it was a transition period then, too, because that was like literally, if you see it then, you really know what the old... 
saying was because it's all i mean it's literally been completely that's the disappointing thing about Hayes in general i think is it if you don't find somebody's got a it's a lot of people there's a a few people growing it properly but most people you know the name it it got watered down it was also one of those things where um it's a it's a very hard plant to grow properly unless you're Absolutely. Only growing haze, you know what I mean? You, right. you don't really mix it up in your room. And with it's other very stuff. easily diluted, you know, by people mishandling and re- rebreeding it. And, and, well, the other problem, too, is that if you grow from seed, it's very hard to get a good one, too. So it's like one of those mm. you really going to choose your... Right. So grow a, a bigger population to choose from. Is there any chance of getting that haze back out of those NL5 haze seeds? You uh, yeah, I mean... I'm sure I have connections who could get me cuttings of real haze plants. Really? Yeah. I mean, people have been extremely generous and very warm in their welcome for me to be coming back uh, into the um, community and have reached out to me and said, dude, if you ever need this, if you ever need that. And, of course, I'd have to vet those offers and have a look at them sure. and, and verify that, you know, what they're saying they're offering me is what it truly is. Um, just as people have asked me, you know, how do we know you're really Mr. Soul? And I'm like... Ask me a question that only I would know, and I'd be <laughs> very happy to answer it. <laughs> so uh, a question that I, I would love to hear your answer on is, you mentioned before going into a dispensary uh, in San Francisco. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've stopped in any recreational dispensaries here in Colorado yet. Not you, yet. Well, we, we should hit up a store just so you can check I've it out. I've been with such great hosts. You yeah, you haven't had I to. I don't really need to do So that. what but was I it like to. for you? Did Was it a... Was it ominous in any way? Was it did you did you get a, a vision of the future when you walked into your first pot store and bought pot over a counter? I think that there's still, um, you know, it's been, they've been at it for a while now, but there's still this feeling of it's it's less like being in a coffee shop in Holland, you know, where they just really have a relaxed and uh, no big deal kind of attitude. There's still a little bit of a I don't know a vibe that I get like this is still kind of new to us, you know. And here you are, folks, and let me let's ex- I will explain to you about the edibles and this one and then the vape pens. You know, right. it's a different world. I mean, the Holland thing. You know, back in Amsterdam, it was very Casual. you know you're talking hash and you're talking weed, and uh, it's, they kept it pretty simple. There was <laughs> space cakes and you know those kinds of things, but there were no uh, infused. Uh, well, a little bit of that, but. Not, not to the degree that we got weed and we got weed. Yeah, it was fairly simple. Yeah, and the, and the, the the atmospheres that are created in those coffee shops, you know, are certainly not being recreated here. I don't think yet. And we should open that kind of a coffee shop maybe here in uh, Denver. We can do something like that. Well, that where right you, now, you know where it's, it's like possible. comfortable seats and you know really it's chill to be happening. Uh, atmosphere to hang. It's in. really yeah. supposed to be happening here. Too. For, yeah, for for right now, it's it's not legal to have a public consumption venue. So oh, that's no, a shame. none of us. And then it keeps it this very commercial thing. It doesn't have that chill vibe at all to it. Uh, and of course, it had to be Americanized when you bring it to you yeah. bring it to Colorado. Like, mm. That's why it was pulled off the ballot here uh, this November. Was because the city said that they were going to go ahead and work with uh, work with us and get those type of situations put in place in Denver, at least in some sort of limited way. Hmm. So hopefully, it happens. And uh, I never thought I would see this situation in my lifetime. So anytime that we force forward, it always seems like. Well, it has to happen in the future. I mean, it's one I of mean, those, just, uh, there's too much, uh, there's too much uh, money at risk, pretty much. And there's also the reality of just when there's tens of thousands of tourists like wandering around with nothing, nowhere to smoke. It yeah, makes no logic sense. will prevail eventually. Yeah. It's just awesome every time that we slow, even slowly, quickly, however we move forward, you just get that brand new feeling of like pride. Even 
I'll be honest, I didn't pay attention to the Canadian election at all up until the night of, and then I saw a bunch of articles about legalization and all that. I, I knew about that part of it, but it, it became really clear that that's what a lot of people wanted. And when it happened, you could tell that there was a lot of excitement with people, and it, it, they were really into it, and it was possible change there like we've seen here in Colorado and had that same feeling, and uh, it's probably one of the best feelings in the entire world that you can get. If this is something that you've worked for for quite a long time. So what is that like when you saw legalization happen coming from a history of clandestine? Obviously it brought you to be sitting here in Colorado looking for your thing. Yeah. But at that moment, you know, when when were you watching the vote closely? Was it on your mind at that time? Yeah, I mean, I was aware of it. I've been continuously receiving normal emails, uh, you know, I've never discontinued or unsubscribed from normal the whole time. And so I am being kept aware of, you know, the the news. Um, and so, yeah, like I described uh, numerous times, so f- I was on the sidelines cheering as I'm watching things coming together and starting to think about, is it time for me to, you know, quit the day job and go back to work and do this on a legal basis and uh, you know, resurrect Brothers Grimm Seed Company? And I think the timing is perfect. It's been stabilized enough, long enough where I feel confident that I can do it. And um, being well received by the people here that I've met that are um, interested in helping me uh, get that off the ground, and I will, you know, certainly don't intend to try to do a one-man show here. I, I need partners and help, and I, you know, I want to work with good people. So uh, coming back, deciding to come back in the scene, and uh, I assume you're not the type of guy who just jumps in. You did your research, and uh, how did you go about trying to take the pulse of things and reach out to old connections? And how did you decide to announce that you were back? It happened in a very uh, organic and uh, unpredictable way. My uh, wife has a girlfriend who happened to be on vacation with somebody who is um, part of the uh, company up in Canada called Tweed, which is, I think, the the only um, medical marijuana, uh, authorized medical marijuana production facility. Um, up there, and they're on the Toronto Stock Exchange. You know, it's like the most above boards, biggest uh, operation. Um, so he uh, was interested in this conversation he was having with my wife's friend uh, who was describing me to him. And he's like, if that guy is who you say he is, you know, I'd really like to have him get in touch with me and then, you know, have him meet the people that I work with here at the facility. And it had turned into an interview. And they flew me up there, and I spent a day with them, and they're awesome people, and they are running a really cool operation up there. Um, we didn't really agree upon terms, and that you know, me moving to Canada was a problem, and uh, for, you know, for their, you know, from my perspective as well as theirs, and we were going to do something where they, they, uh, you know, hire me to promote my seed line or something like that. But they got busy with other things. Coincidentally, they, they, they got all caught up in the concentrate production thing. And they had to tell me, you know, like, you're going to need to stay um, on the back burner for a while longer. And I said, no, I can't tolerate that. I really have to get back to work here and uh, make this start to happen. And it's probably, uh, you know, and now they work with DNA. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> serendipitous in the sense that I think that staying in the States and living someplace interesting like Colorado is going to be a much better fit for me. Uh, and um, so, you know, things wound into this uh, by hook or crook, you know, getting myself out there on Instagram, reconnecting with Subcool, um, being plugged back into the community, you know, little by little, um, putting a, set, a, a CV together that described exactly who I was and where I came from, what my accomplishments were, and then distributing that to people who were looking for people to, you know, 
cultivate or breed marijuana where, you know, ads like those were far and few between. But, you know, there, I did find one or two and they, I did get a good response from the people who received my uh, credentials and they called me back and said, you know, we should meet and let, let's well, talk. Well, I'll, say, I'll yeah. say I've seen your so CV packet. that's why packet. I'm here. Thank you. I've seen your CV packet and uh, I mean, there's no nobody in cannabis has a resume as impressive as yours. Maybe someone has uh, an equal resume with the breeding, but then it also says you're a nuclear fucking scientist, so engineer <laughs> at least. I'm a yeah, <laughs> renaissance man. I can do a little bit of anything. I so guess. you're like, this guy's really smart. He definitely doesn't just know pot. Um, the crazy projects <laughs> this guy could do. Yeah, I know. I, I can't give him I, access. Well, and I know you don't know anything about solvent extraction yet, but I have a feeling you're about to revolutionize the game when we teach you the basics. If I find that you know it's something I want to learn about, I'm usually a pretty quick study on whatever I decide to take up. This is my nuclear resin, man. Yeah, so what's the craziest project that you've applied to growing, engineering project that you've applied to growing cannabis? Or to cannabis Craziest? Uh, most ambitious. It was a little ambitious to try rock wool, you know, when I had only, you know, grown one crop of plants in my life and I was in college and I didn't understand how to get the pH balanced in it and stuff. And I, you know, I, I think that was craziest to try. It's like there's, <laughs> this, there's, there's this old saying that an am, an, uh, a beginner never underdoes anything, right? You know, the, the guys who are newbies at something, they always overreach, you know, right. they'll overfertilize, they'll overwater, they'll overthink you know growing the plant it, and i was do i fell into that trap and then caught myself and said wait a second you know do what's do what's logical and uh, this stuff what works. soil you're like Whoa, yeah soil. you know Crazy. keep it simple stupid you know until you really get your legs under you and you know you have a valid reason for wanting to move to rockwell so do you have any plans to return back to the forums I, obviously you're on instagram interacting with people i signed now. on to one uh what is it icmag.com sure. you yeah. know I, I was told that that's one of the more popular ones and i you know i don't want to spread myself too thin and talk everywhere but i'm sure there's probably one or two others that i'll want to join that are you know a little more specific to what i do and you know people who are interested in that sort of thing yeah um, you'll probably receive some offers now yeah, I've gotten a few that I haven't had the time to get, you know, to research and look into, but sure. I'm I'm busy uh, trying to get this thing going and uh, I really appreciate it, the support and the warm welcome that people have extended to me. Well, I I mean, I imagine that uh, you have this uh, there's a the people who remember you personally from interacting with you all all speak extremely fondly of you. Uh, and and so you had that level of the sort of the OG response response to you. And then everybody knows your work, man, like like I told you when we spoke the first time, I told my wife again. I was like, "Guess who I'm going to have breakfast with?" Breakfast with. She usually hates when I leave before <laughs> breakfast. She was like, "Who?" I was like, "The Cindy 99 guy." She's like, "Tell him I love him." You know, like, <laughs> you're you're uh, wait till you see your rock star status at a cannabis cup or something like that. Well, thank you very much. It's very gratifying to see that things work worked out the way they did. And you know, I was I was really trying to do do the right thing. You know, and and uh, it's very gratifying. No, the chat room is all excited to see that you're back on uh, IC Mag. That's for damn sure. Um, do, how do you feel about the people who used your genetics in the interim? Do you appreciate them keeping your your you know offspring alive, or is it kind of like they yeah, were stepping on your toes? I, no, I mean, I like I said, you know, uh, rising tide lifts all boats. I'd like to see people succeeding and you know getting uh, the recognition they deserve and being uh, rewarded for their hard work. And if somebody used c99 as a base of something that they were doing it's a compliment to me because i created it to be a strain where people could grow out these plants and reliably predict what output uh, they're going to get 
And then if somebody wants to take the next logical step and say, you know what, I have this other female that I love, but, you know, if I could get some of the influence of Cinderella 99 in that, I'd like to see what that cocktail looks like or tastes like. And so more power to them, you know what I mean? They're not, off, they're not uh, advertising them as uh, this is a new, a new strain that's true breeding that if you cross, you know, the males and females that come from these seeds, you're going to get the same thing. Obviously not, you know, but it has its place. And, yeah, you know, it's like a, a good mixologist at a bar. You know, there, he knows the different things to put together and make an interesting cocktail. And uh, I see nothing wrong with people doing that. I want to push the reset button and bring back uh, some baseline genetics and build off of there again. Uh, so I got to ask, uh, when, when you made Cinderella 99, did, you, did, it, did it at the time, because it was a long quest to reach there, first of all, was anyone else trying to do that sort of true breeding strain, or was that considered too big a project? I never heard of anybody else going through that process other than myself, and I just took it upon myself to you know, do that because I had that goal of I want to create a seed line that mimics this female that I love, you know, and it was such a like holy grail kind of plant. Stayed short, you know, grew great indoors, super fast flowering, like 50 to 55 days of 12-12, and it was completely ready, and you got this kick-ass, amazing, wonderful flavor and uh, wonderful high. Um, super resin producer, if you wanted to make keef or hash, uh, you know, from those buds, it's, just, it's an output like you wouldn't believe. So when I created those seeds, I wanted people to then be able to experience and grow that same kind of plant themselves that I was having the pleasure of growing. And so by making a seed line that people could do that, I felt like this is a contribution to the community. And it's also something that, you know, if I'm a seed breeder and seller through, uh, like I I went through uh, Heaven Stairway and, you know, he looked at that as like, this is one of my biggest sellers and people really... uh, took to it well and you know i was very happy with the results myself i could see along the way that this is really developing into you know it's following along what i was expecting you'd see pictures of the p75 or the p15 the p88 as we got closer to you know now it's cinderella 99 and these are reliable uh true breeding seeds at that point um but yeah they actually you know have all the good qualities of princess and i think they come out as a little bit more of a, a hardier plant for some reason too yeah, and you had your eye on the on the prize there, so you kind of you know. Yeah. Once you get the ball rolling, it's, if you if you were if you were not to do it, then it would stop. And it's like which which many many a breeding project has. It's like it gets diverted because somebody tries to do too many things. And but if you just keep it on one, which is is also part of the deal, I think of. Uh, why you're maybe so successful on that strain just because it's yeah you know it, it gives that uh, almost like a land race uh, baseline to any breeding project where you don't have nearly as much variability coming from my stuff uh, as you add it to something else that probably has a lot of variability like it's some name like uh, grape goof dog paste <laughs> mango like you know and, and then you know Sounds you're like gonna i think you better Great start pulling dog. the reins back on that you know it's it's like too many uh, chefs so spoil the soup though, right <laughs> so um like i i was uh sitting there getting interviewed up in canada and there were books on the shelf and the guy had to go you know run to the restroom or something i started leafing through his stuff in his you know on his shelf and i i'm all these different strains and created from like for example there was a space queen uh from vic kai and it's uh, his romulan cross with c99 you know and then you take that a step further and uh subcool takes that plant and he calls he got a really good mail from that uh space queen strain and he calls it uh something like space dude 
Yeah. And uh, he uses that to pollinate a lot of his successful uh, female cro- crosses with other females. And so when I see that people have taken what I did and used it in a logical way like that, it pleases me. And, you know, and I, I can look at that and say, rock on, dude. That was a good idea. And it looks like you made something interesting. So, yeah. And at the time and now, how, how much past that line do you, do you consider going? Do you consider sort of working entirely different lines or – or is that your universe? Where I you wanna, come? I wanna, you know, there, there's a lot of positive there in that genetic pool, and there's not a lot of negative that you want to pull away from. So, other than creating something that might be interesting for some other reason, like you know, a vinter might and growing his grapes uh, or ha- however mixing them, and <clears throat> I would like to have that baseline of my original genetics as a classic, uh, reliable source for people and then i will put out some interesting crosses that i think are going to be those you know little like a seasonal uh, yeah like a brewery i mean i'm just picturing like a c99 cross with a dog's waltz those if you can get those palettes mixed that little sourish on the dog's waltz like a sour cindy not like sour diesel but a a sour noted cindy with a little more that dark floral in there it'll be delicious it'll be delicious it'll be delicious let's do it let's do it Hopefully we can make that sort of thing happen. Uh, we're getting... Oh, I got some messages coming in. Let me take a quick peek. Tim, what's happening over there? Uh, I'm just chilling out. The Tim is... Looking a little, uh, All right. Well, let's, uh, let's do shout-outs. I'm checking the, the clock. Yeah, it's about time for shout-outs. Let's do our shout-outs. And then we'll uh, keep, keep chatting. Um, uh, uh, start off with the... Uh, big, big, big big shout out kid big if you if you out. have to you step on, out Tim. we will should just I, keep an eye on Tim, Tim you're gonna sit in the kids seat you're you're well, we'll hope you're warming up in the bullpen over there what a, hey I just had a guy on my Instagram Bubba K sure so, say man glad to hear you on the Adam Dunn show today so uh, shout out to Bubba K thanks for is that uh, is that Matt Bubba that, thanks for that nice comment maybe the other one the other Bubba well, yeah, uh, it's crazy too. So I was saying before, our Instagram's been dead, and um, yeah, we're just getting we. So many people are tagging us in comments about the episode with you. Uh, we're getting tons of love all all of a sudden. On all Adam of a Dunn sudden, show. they love us. I'm yeah. loving Instagram. There's a lot of cool people on there. Yeah, it's it's a great community. Um, we should be more active on it. So we're gonna do shout outs, Adam, and then we'll bring it back with Mr. Soul. Shout outs. Take it away. Take a break, guys. You do your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. For sure. Big shout out to Way to Grow. Number one here in Colorado. Number one sponsor for us since day one. And uh, they got seven shops, I believe, now. What's the latest one? Tell me. Silver Thorn. Good job. And that one is actually in apparently one of the best spots. To grow cannabis in Colorado. To grow cannabis for yourself at home. So. Think about that when you're... That's handy-dandy. And if you're down here in Denver, Platte River, they got the concentrate corner. Uh, You can get concentrated. Uh, Tim, why don't you hop over to Kid's Seat and drive this thing? What am I doing? Kid kid has to step out. Why don't you hop over to the Kid's Seat and drive this thing? What's going on? What? Where's the kid going? Huh? You can't run a show? Uh, what, what What else do I need to do? Just sit in the engineer seat, and if something goes wrong, fix it. Get in the seat. Come on. 
What do you think? For your is? comfort, I'll go sit over there. Why? Why are you being paranoid like that? I'm just saying, like, it's well, too much to handle. Look at that studio. I mean, it's going fine by itself. I think. Well, he's not here, so we need. To, what happens when it all goes wrong? Yeah. If it goes wrong, I'll fly over the table. Oh, it'll be a big no, mess. Go sit there. That oh, mic gosh. works. What's wrong? I'll move. Come then on, we have a mic for Jason. It's way cool. Come on, the two. Sit on this side. I'll be surprised if I touch anything. I, I won't be surprised if you don't touch anything. I'll be surprised if you last five seconds without having to change my fucking headphones and make them hot a little bit louder. So there you go. You're, <laughs> you're touching something, bitch. Big, big shout-out, of course, to Way to Grow for giving us this, these antics and so much more since shout day out? one. You shut up and sit in the chair. Do you get a shout-out or do you get two shout-outs? Big, big shout-out, of course, to Incredibles Edibles. Go for it. You go for it. I always I want do Tim. It. I want Tim to do it because he's got that crazy radio. He voice. does. Do use your radio voice. Use your radio voice. Go. Do it. Paying the bills on the Come network, on, Tim. Let's do it, Tim. <laughs> Incredibles. Incredibles edibles. Do it. Come on, do it. You know them. They're your boys. Check out Incredibles edibles. What? <laughs> That's not it. Come on. Say, do an ad. Hold. Do an ad. Let's do this stuff. Come on. You're on the. I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. What do you need? You use your brain. You got that on top of you. You don't know what. Don't look at the camera. Incredible edibles are the best. Edibles. What do you like about incredible? You can find them everywhere. In the is universe. that what you like about them? Who doesn't know about What's incredible edibles? What's, What's your flavor? favorite flavor? Uh, let's see here. I don't know. Just mumble something. I don't know. I might white girl crazy it up and go with that pumpkin one, but I qu- haven't quite have it, had it yet. Yeah, you can't go with something you haven't yeah. had. Uh, Fireberry sure is my would favorite. Be. What's your favorite? I actually like the monkey bar. The cookies and cream was pretty good. Jason, what's your favorite? Cookies and what? cream. What? I thought there's pe- something for. They don't everybody. have a Pepsi flavor for you yet, right? Or so pickles. One no day they have Pepsi pickles. flavor. You and Derek will both go nuts. I think that Derek get a deal with Pepsi. Jason needs it. Uh... <laughs> This kid drinks more Pepsi than I've ever seen. I know. He loves Pepsi. The one thing that I do hear about Incredibles, though, is that people talk about how they want a product that delivers every single time, delivers it's consistent. s- consistently across the board, and that's a big thing that I hear time and time again. And we again don't even talk about Incredible Extracts, because Bike asked us to keep a secret pact to not talk about Incredible Extracts, because he doesn't want everyone going and buying his favorite concentrates oh. out of the stores. Oh. We had him on the show a couple weeks ago. Well, now we're talking I about know. We're talking about him. Incredible Extracts, the black label that is some of the best concentrate on the shelves anywhere in the world right now, period. That's it. Some of the best concentrate being made on the shelves Well, it's, not. it's literally, between the black literally label. they're growing it, processing it, and doing you know. From the jump street, they control every aspect of it for the end result. Black and silver, and or the, black the, and yellow. The uh, yellow label is, Why you know, grown silver? by their clients. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Come on, come Sing on, it get with that's it. That's what I was thinking. I know you were. Mm-hmm. I know that's why Derek actually took those colors too, just for that, so he could sing that song all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> he loves that track. What? So check them out, Incredible Extracts. <laughs> of course, big shout out again to I saw the Elite families hanging out in the chat room. Nice. Uh, so of course, one. shout out to Elite Cannabis, even if they weren't hanging out there. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna get to hang out with Mr. Soul tomorrow. Look for it's it's awesome. He's a great dude, as good as he comes across on the radio. Are you talking about Dave's place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I look forward to that. Uh, and uh, I I'm sure getting you two smart guys together, some and great Mary, things are going to come. And of course, the uh, Mary's medicinals. From well, them. and that's the Mary's medicinals work that they're doing. Uh, they're processing a lot of CBD, and at the. I keep saying to people, people don't know that the Chinese hemp paste has lead in it, that you can't just buy any CBD and and know that it's safe. This stuff is grown by people we know in a place. I've been to a bunch of – it's up the road from me. Like it's – 
legit as legit as it gets. Uh, the facilities are all clean, professional, proper, and everyone can get that CBD at MarysNutritionals.com and then for pets at MarysPetShop.com. And uh, uh, to segue that, where's one. my damn shout out? <laughs> talking about you'll get you get the end of show shout out to him john doe rad io make sure you check out john, john doe radio. radio.com god damn it i don't know how long we've gone on this show and not even <laughs> given that out at all huh i'm sitting yeah, here talking about yeah. yeah john doe radio don't go to john doe radio.com this will no. give you shock john doe rad.io check out son of a bitch rad but anyway john doe rad.io you get to do an end of show shout out that's what the cast does these are sponsor shout outs I'm just saying, dude. Yeah. How do people even know who the hell I am? It doesn't matter, buddy. If you don't even itch. Anyway, go <laughs> ahead. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Order, order in the court. So, big, big did, shout didn't out. Did he use uh, build a soil? Yes, he there does. We go. Well, Jeremy mixed his soil. He does carry a bunch of uh, the build a soil products in his in his work. Uh, Jeremy build a soil has been the Instagram another great Instagram success story. He was just a guy on a message board, much like yourself, Mister Soul, and put decided to put himself out there. It sounds like he did like a worms way kind of thing, where they sell the worms worm castings and the different components to put into a, a mix. And he specializes. And you can custom design it on his website. Is that the deal? Yep, you can you can get all those components, and then he also has everything. It's uh, like build a bear with build a soil. Sure, uh, and and a lot of stuff you know what I'm like. Saying? To do it yourself, it, it's a very do it yourself attitude. It's a very you know bulk packaging, cheap, uh, ship the dried materials rather than the wet to keep it cheap. It's and he gives away the recipes for anyone to get the supplies at local feed stores. If you don't have them, buy them from the site. But he'll be the first to tell you. I'd rather not spend the carbon to put it through the mail to damage the earth. No shit. And he'll spend hours on the phone with you. Uh, hours given, guaranteed by Mitch. Sure. <laughs> At this point, I've said that so much, he only has time for minutes. Rick, would you prefer a lighter? No, I guess I did the old school thing here. Yeah, that's I'm, cool. I'm, no, 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 by all means. Okay. Little bowl with a match. Did it without thinking. If you, I, it's so that's cool to see someone it. do that. Wow, amazing. Yeah. I don't give a fark. Um, quick shout out to Hoodlam, of course. Of course. Uh, and that's at the shop.hoodlabstore.com. And uh, right now, free shipping, too. Free shipping. Boom. Great hoodies. Great jackets. What do you? Why aren't you wearing yours? What's going on? Yeah, no, you didn't want to match. You knew. Yeah, that's early for. J- it's early. Oh boy, it's a lot of forgetting. I forgot my driver's license because I had to scan it before I left the house. So there's that. A lot of forgetting going. Forgetful on. guys. Don't um, forget anybody on this shout out? No, we're we're not going to forget anybody. Oh, okay, because we have one guy right here. Yeah. Shout out to Bike. We're gonna do him last. Okay. Tim, you can't hijack the shout-outs. You're the new the kid. <laughs> Just saying, man. Shout-out to Mike. Shout-out to Mike. Do you want to do another another replay? I don't know what you want us to say. Okay, here's an idea. He's Jake. got an idea. He always has these crazy ideas. Someone's going to end it's up fantastic. getting something for free now. Some That's usually how it goes. Jason from Dark Horse. We can't take calls, though. Wait, wait. I got this. I got this. I Ladies away. and gentlemen. Oh, see. You just ran it over. You ruined it. I want to give away a uh, hoodlum. What? Dark no. Uh, what? What? I, I have my own Dark Horse hoodlum hoodie oh, here. They are awesome. It's got to be an email deal, and I got to have a question or something tricky or some tricky dick contest. Tricky dick contest. Something somebody can't Google. Some tricky dick. 
question or thoughts, boys? What do we, how can we do this one? It's a valuable, valuable... So I don't know if you guys heard that. Jason is giving away a Dark Horse brand new Hoodlum hoodie. They're fucking awesome. The thing weighs like 20 pounds. Ladies or men's, okay. Um, what, it better be tricky dicky though. Yeah, what's the contest? <sighs> I love all these last minute contests. Yeah, Ungoogleable. Ungoogleable. <laughs> Can it be something from earlier on the show? I mean, you ain't got to follow my. Could lead. it be something from earlier on the show? No, that's Googleable. That's more than Googleable. Yeah, he says yes. You can't just. Go- yeah, but it's no calling. That's or not a callback, but a rewind back or whatever. Yeah, re- something they'd have to watch the show. Maybe a few things from throughout the episode. Uh, I got to do the show, but you, you know, no, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. Well, yeah, well, it was, it was great. We, I can't wait. Oh, we're gonna take more. Trust. Good. No, go enjoy, enjoy. We're gonna finish doing our shoutouts, but we're gonna bring you back, get even more informal. So stretch it out out there. I think you need. Yeah. To with, I think you need to come up with something from the last show too, so that they have to listen to both shows. Both get, episodes with Mr. Soul, who is, and Ming. What, Tim? I'm throwing it out there. I'm just asking. That'd be one of the... I, no, we're going to do something about Mr. Soul. Okay. Is that is that what you want to do? Yeah. You have to watch both episodes. Okay. Damn, that means you have to remember something from the last episode. That's a lot of work. Okay, so... I'm trying to find something that wouldn't be common knowledge on the internet. About the Apollo, we talked about the Apollo last week, right? Also... Yeah, we talked about the breeding last time. So yeah, okay. we could talk about. Well, this is in both episodes. What was the starting male? What was the starting male that he worked with? That's one. Are you going to do multiple That's questions? That's one question. Yeah. There's going to be five questions. 25. I, I wanted to come up to yeah. 25. And then there's a short essay, and then there's five. Yeah, and I want to see three questions. Three. All right. What was the starting male of the line? No, sorry. The Wait. question from last week was, what coffee shop did he get the seed in? That was on the previous episode with him. The coffee shop that he bought the herb, that because, Adam, you talked about it with him. Yeah. So that's the question. One. One. What coffee shop was it? What coffee shop? Question two was, is, should that also be from last week or should that yeah, one be? All the same thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So what was the coffee shop? I wanted, That one's pretty hard. So hard. Wait, 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 wait. Specifically, wait, 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 wait. What, what, again, what was the coffee shop? That Mr. Soul got the buds that yielded the seed that would be, the next question is, what was the strain that it all started with? Oh, my God. Crazy. Crazy talk. Yeah. So get the story. And proper, are those the two? Uh, are those the? Du- those, those are two questions from last week's episode. So it was this is like Scooby Doo. Where right? did he get the strain? <laughs> and then from that, he had a few genetics. Uh, the one I'm looking for is a two-word name, and it the first one starts with a C. All right, relax. Where are we emailing? You can email them to info at com with your hoodie size. And then are we going to pick one at random, or is it going to be the first? Or how do you want to do that? What's the third question? First one who has the answer. Third question. Third question will be from. There's three. Earlier in today's episode. Yeah, let's go with. uh, How about the year he went to Holland or something like that, or the year he worked Mm. for SSCC? What was the name of his contact at SSCC? SSSC. You should speak up, Ed. What was the name what? of Mr. Soul's contact 
I don't know which one is yours. So question number one is, what was the coffee shop? Question number two is, what was the strain? And question number three is, who was his contact at SSSC Info? First person to get all three answers to info at adamdunshow.com. He's going to get a Dark Horse hoodie made by Hemp Hoodlum. Wow. What a collab. $200 retail value. At least. Three questions for $200. That's a great. Sure, Tim. And now we want to introduce you folks to our buddy, Tim. What? We love Tim. Tim Martin of John Doe Radio, the originator of Cannabis Radio, <laughs> the original broadcast pioneer. I wasn't ready to be uh, trolled myself. Well, you, you wanted to get on the mic original, and not ready? The original, original Cannabis Pioneer. I don't know about that one. Uh, Radio pioneer. We actually are the pioneer, pioneer of this show. Uh, you, fun fact: the Adam Dunn show obviously began. There was really only a, a few other ones going on that I know of. But the Adam Dunn show began as CD Wednesday. Um, Remember, a segment, Doe radio show. A, segment a segment of just John a, Doe Radio oh, Show. It did. It it, it, ro- it arose from the loins of JDR with much love. <laughs> much love. I'm just saying. Do you remember uh, Paul Serini over at Marijuana Radio too? I do. They were before us even. Oh, so you plenty of before. That's so ripped off. No. No. Oh, you were way better. Mr. Solback in we studio. Are, we are way, way we better. We just asked phone was blowing up three questions. Uh, and, I, and I wasn't here to answer. Well, no. There are three questions about... Uh, the content on the show. Oh, okay. First uh, seed giveaway. We're gonna get. Well, we're gonna give away a dark horse hoodie. Oh, sorry. To the person, the first person to answer the three questions, and the first was what coffee shop you were in when you found your seeds. Okay. Don't answer. I'm not. Don't, the, <laughs> the second was what? What were the like the strains? What did you name what you those phenotypes you got from the seeds? Don't answer that one either. Uh, and the third one was who your contact was at SSSC from earlier this episode. Okay. So those are Can you answer those that good, one? Do you stamp those questions with your seal of yes. approval? They're hard enough? Yeah. And it's the first person to send it to info at adamdunshow.com? Yep, and I'm going to get 50 fucking emails now. Yeah, buddy. And only the first one matters. 50. And that, so many people guess. That's the other best part. People, well, the first correct answer. Right, yeah, the first yeah, correct, yeah. yes. Yeah, it's funny when they get in. You're like, really? Jeff no Gordon. Idea. Yeah. No idea. Not all of that is researchable on the internet. So you either had to be listening to the show for some of it, or you know, have read up on uh, or were aware of the history. Right. So that we were trying to find something not Googleable was yeah. the main idea. So yeah. some of that is all really only on the show or a private. Yeah, knowledge. I think the call in that I did the last time. Yeah. Had some of that info. Yeah, exactly. So that's the plan. I, s- I see your game. <laughs> the okay. Tim. The, the Tim. Tim. The Stop Tim. playing with dials and tell me how what's much time. What, what's our time at? I can't see it. 204.52. Cool. That's what I needed to know. Um, how's this, ro- how's this uh, rosin? Did you try it yet? Mr. Yeah. Soul, you try I rosin the last one. I have not I tried did, rosin. I had uh, shatter or okay. uh, green crack yesterday. It, was an, uh, <laughs> it blew me away. Yes. So let's, uh, let's get Mr. Soul a good rosin dab. Okay. Hey, does anyone want to try to run the press while the kid's gone? Hell no. Hell you already yeah. told me to try and to my fly this bitch in. It's going to my house. <laughs> he said the closet, but sure. The closet is over, dude. We have no... Oh, yeah. that's true. we got to move everything out of the closet. It's, it's going to my house. house. 
All right, get, let's get Mr. Soul Rosin Depp. I'm going to step out for one sec. Yeah, I assume. But, but uh, that was Kimball. funny. The thing about the closet, because uh, you know, there's all this similarity. Like, uh, pot is the new gay. You know, like you're, we're coming out of the closet. We were closet growers, you know, and now it's becoming like an industry where people have warehouses full. Right. Well, and it's uh, it's an apt uh, it's an apt sentiment. I mean, it's Tim. Was it hard being a secret grower? Was it? Was it? Yeah. I don't know. It's like nerve-wracking. What level are you uh, trying to ask you how, if it was hard being a secret grower? As a guy who got busted, was it hard oh being my a goodness. secret grower? Oh, he's laying out the dirty laundry now. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean, you, you were just posting about it on Facebook the other day. Like, I was, was open the, about it, though. I was. It, it, I, it was in a lot of different <laughs> situation than a lot of people would put themselves in. So what are we doing here? We were in a medical state. I was a medical patient at the time. I mean, for sure. Around the edges. So you were you nervous about it? For sure, dude. Look at look at this guy. That's a big reason why I quit. For sure. I grew the entire time throughout probation, and no problem. And then decided to stop growing after that for some reason. Some time after that, which was one of the worst things I could ever think of possibly doing. When I look back on it now. Growing's the shit. You gotta stick with it. <laughs> Period. End of story. Radio's the shit too, though, buddy. That's I know, like but a, it's like growing. It's not like Every we're swimming in cash here. It's not like a lot of growers are really swimming in cash. But I mean, that's a, that was a nice situation to fund JDR when it. When you want to talk about the origins of JDR and John No Radio? That funded gardens funded that to start off for a long time. And in a way, that funded I mean, the Adam Dunn show because we were using that gear. And that was a hobby at the time, you know, considered to what other things were making money. Delicious. I mean, it's never really made money. Hopefully, at some point, we could possibly change that, That's get good. enough crowd in. That's a little more to my liking. Oh, let's let's talk in the mic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Explain yeah. your first rosin. Yeah, well, the, the audience is definitely... Oh, yeah, Shaka. I yes, go so water, I'm a total, total noob here with these concentrates, and I just tried rosin for the first time. It was delicious, and, uh, you know, it's a softer hit than uh, yesterday. I did that green crack thing, and uh, that shatter just, you know, shattered my head a little. But, um, no, I feel uh, real good from that. That's a very pleasant experience. You know, and the nice part is, is that it's just, like, straight off the bud. Yeah, it tastes very bud-like. You yeah. know, there's that flower... Right in my no, in my nostrils Shit, right now. I'm this, feeling is this, tingling. Is this correct answers? I got to pass the phone to you, Mister Soul. Okay, that was fast. Do you want to read them to me or no? Well, I don't want to read them in oh, case okay. they are correct. But, well, I guess if they're not correct, yeah. if they're not correct, it doesn't matter. Well, then we bounce the guy. Oh, right? but if, we, if one of them is correct, we don't want to say which ones were right. Okay, yeah, yeah pass it to me. Yeah. What's funny is I don't know if you actually said the name on the show, did you? Is it still lit? Yeah, he, did, he did. He did. Yeah. All right. So what do I have to do here? This just going to come back. Is it? It kind of timed out, so now it's coming. Oh, back. just just pop it and swipe, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. These guys, technology yeah. overload. Come on, Android. What's happening? Oh, now it's back. I don't you guys know. are all See, like PC and Android anyway. up earlier. That's the thing. We were all like, Mac. Yeah, I was yeah, just waiting for my master touch. Okay, so first answer. Is that yeah. the coffee shop? Uh huh. Uh, mm, incorrect. Okay. First answer is incorrect. There's some that are incorrect. I'm not yeah, saying we got to we got to okay. make sure that it's what was said on the show, though. This guy, if you right. want to know, he got the first answer right. Okay, and he's lacking a little bit on the second. Well, one. he I only Completely asked for wrong. one specifically, and wrong, he did. Can we confirm the message? Wrong on the third one. Wrong on the third. That's what back we back and forth know. between okay. Mitch oh, and Mitch? Mr. Soul. Uh, 
I see you have that uh, protective case so I can throw your phone around. Yep. Keeps it looking cool, too. Right. Plus, yeah, you you want the street cred. Exactly. Uh, third one. You wrong. You wrong. New, New wrong. guy. Wrong. New guy wrong. New guy. You wrong. You suck. Yeah. Uh, we got three wrong guesses. You suck. Keep them coming, wrong guys. Right guys. That's Come good, get the it's answer. It's good when they have wrong answers. You suck. Hey well, now. now you know that you made it sufficiently hard. Yeah, that's that was the proof. Yeah, this you guys are the going to ever. have to go back and listen to the episode because you're not going to hit it. <laughs> By far the, the worst sound you haven't heard. Squeaky beat. Keep it chill. Worst chair ever, man. You're like, I never hear this sound anymore. That sound reminds <laughs> me of bad chairs. Uh, all right, so Mr. Soul, yeah, let's let's uh, loosen up a little. Let's. Uh, what's the highest? What's the first time you got high? Oh, my uncle's place. Um, I went over to my grandparents uh, when I was about, I want to say, 13. And I, my friends, you know, had been, for the year before that, walking in the fields and, you know, out around the suburbs of where I lived in uh, upstate New York, picking plants that they thought, you know, because it had jagged leaves or something. Oh, this is marijuana. And they were drying out the leaves and, you know, rolling them up in baby joints oak, and stuff. And we, we thought we were like, are you high? I don't know. Am I high? You know, we were like questioning what the hell, you know. So we never knew what real marijuana was supposed to do anyway. But at this point, like Chinese maple. And I stuff have like this that. uncle who's only five years older than me. And he's like a John Lennon kind of guy. Right. You know, and I go over and his uh, his room was always like this fascinating place to walk around and explore his drawers and the things on his shelves and stuff like that. My grandparents were out of the house, and I'm there with just my uncle, and I'm exploring his room, and he's hanging with me, and we're talking, and uh, talked about marijuana at some point, and he said, have you tried it? And I said, like, my friends and I, you know, and I explained to him what we'd been doing, and he was like, oh, well, in my drawer right here, I have real Acapulco gold. And so he rolls a joint, and I, so I'm watching him, I'm learning, like, oh, that's how you roll a joint, you know, and then we go out in the backyard, and we put this uh, joint of Acapulco gold down between the two of us. And I'm, uh, you know, first time smoker, basically. I walked back in the house and I was like explaining to him my, the sensations I was having. I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm in a dream. Like we're going to, I'm going to wake up later and none of this really happened and shit. You know, that was my first impression of the marijuana high. And I liked it, I guess, you know, I can't I come back to that. Now, if I had to explain my usage of marijuana, it's more like a, the end of a day, I want, when I feel like I want to look back on what I did all day long and I accomplished uh, some interesting things, uh, you know, and I'm proud of myself. I, it gives me that platform to kind of take a step back and take, ever, take a deep breath. And, uh, did and, you ever and, get busted? Uh, not for marijuana, no, never. Yeah. I mean, uh, what about everybody, like a parent or a... Uh, you know, not not authority, but I was never person. in a position where I was in my parents' home, and you know, I was doing something like that. You know, I was I was a grown up uh, by the time I got into this. And um, what about uh, first time? What was the highest you ever got? You know, that was your first time high. I think that haze just blew my mind when I was in that coffee shop. Uh, purple. Oh, but perhaps I have to back up a little bit. I was um, living in Scotland on uh, an engineering project for a year back in uh, 1991. And part of um, the immigration process for me to have a work permit to stay there for a full year required that I get there and uh, establish residency. And after like three months, leave the country and come back in again for some crazy reason. So my company said, you know, just jump on a plane to someplace uh, convenient like Amsterdam or something and fly out and back. You know, I'm like... (sighs) I had a wife at the time uh, who did not approve of me mar- smoking pot, and, you know, and so I couldn't resist because I'm in Amsterdam when I fly over there, and I got a, like an overnight to stay, 
Uh, I hit the coffee shop, and I hadn't smoked pot in probably two years at that point. And I ordered up some, uh, at that time, skunk number one was like the big thing. Uh, this, you know, smoke, rolled a joint at a table alone, sitting there. Wow. Spaced out, you know, in the next five minutes to the point where I'm feeling weird and I'm looking around and everything's kind of. And I said, well, I guess I want to buy more of this and take it back with me, you know. And so I walk up to the counter and I say to the girl, hey, can we do this again? And she was like, could you just be clear, you know, like, because I'm speaking a language that's a second language to her, you know, and I'm, it's kind of slang to say somebody, can we do this again? You know, do what again? Be more specific, you know. So I was like, oh, yeah, I want to buy more of this skunk number one that was so good. I just tried it. (laughs) Oh, okay. Why didn't you just say that in the first place? Because I'm an American, you know. (laughs) So Sounds Sounds about right. Yeah. And, of course, the the next follow-up question is, uh, you know, what was the – so that's the highest you've ever been in the first time you smoked. But what was your to-date best cannabis experience, you know, at a a certain event where it just – it was perfect? Oh, a pleasant one, you know, because there's some where I would say I was so high. It wasn't comfortable. Like one time I was like – Please come and sit next to me and keep me company. You know, <laughs> I'm feeling kind of weirded out. Um, but pleasant highs. I think you know. I used to uh, play uh, blues guitar. You know, I'd just plug into an amp at the end of the day. I'd come home and there'd be an empty apartment. I flip on the amplifier and uh, play some licks to a background uh, blues, uh, you know, twelve bar blues thing. And uh, I'd always take a couple of hits before, and it made me feel all. Uh, creative and uh you know there's that tactile sensation in your fingertips uh, on the on the strings and so on it was almost like you know my fingers are horny to play the guitar you know that was always a really pleasant experience Uh, i I combined you know smoking uh with uh, playing music and kind of confined it to that for a lot of a lot of my life you know during that period that was your sort of routine with yeah yeah during the last 10 years i'd say all right, I got to see uh, what do we got back in the chat room. I just reconnected with it here. Uh, reconnected. Recon- well, I'm just seeing what what questions they got here. I kind of was just riffing. They just all wanted to just try to answer those three questions over. They want to know. Someone wants to know what the questions were again. It's oh, forget about it. Put it out there. What, what were the, the three show. questions? I'll, I'll throw the questions out again. What First if some question. dude says all the EAs are swimming in cash? Does he mean all the extract artists? That's what he means, yes. Are they swimming That's, in cash? No. I'm just asking. <laughs> no. Those aren't the questions, Tim. The first question is, what coffee shop? Yes. What coffee shop did Mr. Soul find the seeds that would lead to the princess and ultimately the Cindy 99? The second question is, what were the names of the... St- what did he name? The, the strains that he... Well, you got to be specific. The, sure. The, the three different females that I eventually worked with and bred from, are, those are the three names you're looking for. Right. And, I'm and looking you mentioned Princess already, so right, they only I'm have to guess well, the other two. I'm specifically looking for the two-word one. Okay. I'll say that. That's oh, what okay. I said before. So All specifically right. the two-word one. Okay, then... And then the third question is, who was his contact at the SSSC? Which was revealed today. That was on today's episode, earlier in today's episode. And okay. It might have been mentioned in the last one. I think you mentioned in the last one, too. That's doable. Those questions are doable. Those are doable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to do your research. You're not, you probably didn't catch him when he was saying it. That was the point. And there's a big prize at the end of this, right? Who, what, yes. what are you giving away? Oh, one of these. 
One of these oh, sweatshirts. Oh, those really rad. Uh, yeah. uh, what is it? It's a more than a sweatshirt. It's a hoodie, right? It's a it's a hoodlum it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's yeah. a hoodlum. <laughs> so hoodlum is Adam's co- hemp company, and it's all hemp clothing. That's well, it's tell Adam insula- why you tell insulated. Why hoodie. I mean, that is so. Uh, you could wear that in some cold weather. It looks They're like. They're the right? shit. Uh, we we, we make all the gear for the Sea Shepherd. You ever watch that show where the whale wars where they go out to the Antarctic? Nah. I yeah. guess not. Save nah. We save whales. We save you save whales. <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's that's we your pitch. Huh, it is. No, it's it's a it's an awesome hoodie. I, it's definitely they're going to give us. They're going to give us a bunch of uh, whales testimonials. No testimonials. <laughs> what the hell? A they bunch of whales. whales. What are you talking about? There's that's a whole bunch of extra whales around. Tra- they've been saving them all. That's so what they're yeah, trying to avoid. <laughs> No, that Adam was the first thing that came to you. A live one. He'll take care of it. Okay. You what? Know, it's like, Adam, here. Adam, you're taking care Lost of us. Take Colorado. care of the whales. Take care of the whale. Or you're Lost your mind. Over here. No. I am lost the mind. Hemp hood is about the badass time. What, time is it? what time is it? Hold on. It's 3.30. So you're about, yeah, this is when you fade out. I'm, I hit the wall. I, well, I would have hit the wall an hour ago. He's one of those guys who just like all of a sudden you look over and he's done. He's done. It's 2.20. We got 40 minutes left. We can run through this. We can make this happen. Chat room, if you have any more questions for Mr. Soul, please don't uh, put the answers in the chat room. Email them to info at Will work in the chat room. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I'm not definitely not monitoring the chat room for your answers. Info at adamdunshow.com. Um, yeah, any more questions for Mr. Soul? We're happy to relay them. Uh, of course, I, I, I have to say the breeding stuff is always one of our most sought-after questions. Uh, you know, knowledge uh, specifically on what you're looking for. Uh, so what sort of traits were you looking for? Did you lose I any traits in the process? Somebody asked earlier an interesting question along those lines because they were saying, how did I select males? You know, sure. yeah. and I think that would answer that question well. Um, you know, I have to look for things that it's a feel. You know, you, you see how much they stretch. You see how abundant the flowers are on the male. You see if, there's, if any of the uh, flowers are resinous. And all of those in a combination lead you toward the male that you think is going to be the best one. And the best way to go about it is actually to do use a couple different males and then see the, the actual proof of the pudding is, you know, do the, does that male actually make good females? And I once... Uh, likened it to like if you were trying to breed um women with large breasts you know would you Whoa. No. hey now <laughs> and, and i could and you can Who see where there that? would be a demand for this right, right. right. now follow Whoa. me you know follow along because the next step is important Whoa. choosing a man to cross with some woman who already has large breasts would be the method that you would need to employ to have a, a daughter at that hopefully would have large breasts. Now, choosing the man to mate with this large-breasted woman, do you look for a man who also has large breasts? I don't think I'm so. I'm trying not to so look for a man. There are a lot of things with cannabis where, you know, you cannot judge the male on a quality that's particular to the female. And I think that that's where some people have gone awry. How would that happen, that's, though? If in so how humans. do you feel about that? Well, no, I'm... I'm Tim, Tim's working <laughs> some crazy breeding project. I'm just saying, large how can how can we make that happen though? Can we can we put somebody on? See, now, I've, now I've got you thinking, right? <laughs> so well, I, I want to go back to plants. So these women would be too young for you anyway if we did create them. <laughs> so yeah, engineering, man, we, engineering. we can make it happen. So uh, when we're talking about cannabis, does that mean that you prefer or do you not prefer resinous males? I'm just saying that that isn't going to necessarily sure. mean what it might 
you might think it means on the surface. Sure. Okay. Uh, you have to actually use those males and prove that that's true and say that, you know, by coincidentally, this resinous-looking male had daughters that were very resinous and more so than you might have thought just by law of averages or something. And then you say, then it does cor- uh, correlate and that the data is, is following from what your hypothesis was. And to what extent, uh, when, you, when you're making these generations, did you, in your process, find something that was a far outlier? Are there any sort of discarded, uh, this wasn't what I was looking for, but maybe it's the holy grail to someone else type thing is always the, uh, the angle on it? Uh, no, I don't think so. You know. Nothing, nothing was, was as worthy, or was it? Well, of course it? you have plants that you say, you know, you're not going to breed with them, or, you know, that they were just used for, I'm going to grow them out and uh, take the, the buds from them, but not breed with them later. And right. that happens all the time. You know, if you weren't selective in doing that, you'd just be breeding with everything and anything you have, right? That's not, uh, that's not breeding. <laughs> right. So, of course, yeah, you're always culling out stuff that you don't think is meeting your, uh, you know, the bar that you've set. And when you set the bar, obviously we were talking earlier now, a lot of the, in some circles, the goal in breeding is the flavor when it's extracted and concentrates, you mm. know, specifically that. Well, that's all going to, you know, be that's a little totally bit new, new to, to me. You. Sure. But if but coincidentally you, the flavors that I've created, you know, work well with that process, I think that's probably what will happen. So when you set the bar, though, what were you looking for? Me, the, uh, the taste and the high, you know, uh, it was pretty simple. You know, I was looking for something reminiscent of something that I'd had before that I look back on fondly and, you know, your mind want, uh, kind of uh, waxes poetic and you imagine it as something that then as you're building a strain that now is starting to recreate those flavors and that, and that quality and the texture and yield and everything else that you're looking for um, unfolds before you, you know. Do you think that over the time of the breeding project, though, you might have changed your opinion on certain flavors where you're like, hmm, maybe that wasn't the actual mm-hmm. be-all, end-all flavor, and this is even better than that, and just sort of like... Absolutely, absolutely. And the evolution, as you see progression in those qualities, and you say, you know, it's not what the mother was like, it's actually something different, but equally good or better, then yeah, that happens too. And d- did that happen in the C99 line? I think so. You know, when you look at uh, a group of P50 and then P75 and P88 and so on, there's less variability as you go further along. But earlier on, there's going to be some plants that aren't quite the same. And, you know, you don't use them because they're, they're not following the phenotype that you're cert- you know, looking for. It's, it's really interesting to see the questions that are bubbling up in the chat room, uh, how they're, they're so much from the current mindset. Uh, everyone wants to know what strains you've tried that you like. And the conclusion is, uh, the, the follow-up question to that is, uh, are you planning any breeding projects with them? You know, whereas I feel like uh, you're you're doing strong work off off of older lines rather than sort of just crossing with the the latest clone only, which is what a lot a lot of what's happening right nowadays. You know, I think if I reestablish the classics and then look to um, what's out there right now and make an intelligent choice as to how to combine what I have with what's out there and if some you know if someone wants to collaborate in that way or that collaboration is open to me to do and it, and it seems interesting and I want to pursue it then I will you know but I haven't made those decisions yet I haven't had enough time here I don't think to evaluate what I would do in that next step and my priority right now is to recreate the classics I kind of mm-hmm. agree with that. I think the way forward is backwards lately because everything is OG or sour diesel. So 
guys coming out of the woodworks with original seed stock is fucking awesome. I love that woodwork. <laughs> All those people come out of it. Uh, chat room, no, no one has yet answered the question correctly. I will tell you when that happens. Uh, any new breeding projects you're working on? Has you found any other newer strains that you're impressed with? I think we I just, just answered yeah, that. Yeah, we just did that one. Uh, what other new strains has he tried? We just did that one. Yeah, that's kind of a oh, new contest answer here. Do you have any questions for for the the future coming here in since your time machine, Mister Soul? Since you came from the on the Back to yeah, the right? Future day, back, back to the Future. Yeah, what a coincidence! Um, like I said before, you know, I like to think of it as re- pushing the reset button and being able to uh, get back to a baseline and uh, and go off of that, and you know, combine with what people are doing now. So we got one answer that's really close, but they, they didn't get the second one. Blah, 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 blah. They got the first and the third, though. So yeah. if, if you they're, team up with the they're, second. They're honing in. You're getting yeah. close, huh? Honing in. You guys can share the hoodie. In. Yeah, exactly. You guys each, each <laughs> wear it together. It get, a tri- send, get a triple XL. And you send can it back and forth to each other. Get in it together. So, yeah, uh, coming, coming to the future, are you <laughs> pleased with what you find? Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, it's overwhelming, I think. Uh, like I say, the concentrates in particular, it's uh, it's very heady stuff. Yeah, and you, maybe the other interesting part, too, about it is that we were talking about growing for concentrates. It's like when you go to a garden for concentrates, there's a lot less emphasis on maximum density of actual bud material and more just volume, just f- sheer volume, and also accessibility to the trikes and the ability for it to come off the plant quickly and without too much aggression because some plants you just have to like even to get to it you have to grind it all up so heavily that it's instantly a notch down you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like you just Mm -hmm. you just killed it that's kind of a good question what did you do with your material after you seeded it or you know back in the day there wasn't extraction machines no no i i had a production of like pounds of good bud and uh and some you know lesser grade stuff and um they'd make good gifts for friends and um you know i had an outlet who um this one guy that i trusted because he was extremely cautious just like me and insisted on encrypted um, emails and everything you know so i knew how oh, this guy's you know I'm, i can trust him but he could move a couple of pounds anytime i wanted it and so like that would happen about every other month and, and with the seeded material what did you do oh the seeded material you know then it's just broken up and used to smoke myself and give away and stuff yeah. share with uh, my do you make an hash? Internet. Internet. Just like the keef, like uh, whatever the sim, yeah, sim, resin simple. heads that would fall off into a cardboard flat, and I just gather them together and put them in a canister and oh, cap yeah, it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you didn't like. But I never. That no, further. I never. You know, I never went any further than that. You know, I, I guess I'm a simple man in a certain way. Yeah. You know, I was enjoying my uh, my smoke and my flowers and stuff, and uh, I didn't look into it that much further. Sure. What was the deal with you coming here again? Uh, what? <laughs> remind what me again. What, what are you asking, Who Tim? Are you? Yeah. What are What's you keeping him from being here? What? He's coming here. He's coming. Okay, okay. He's here right yeah. now. <laughs> no, I mean permanently. Well, the yeah, I want to reestablish the seed company. Yeah, that's what, right, that's right. what the whole hey, show's been hey, about. Hey, hey, I know, I know. Hey, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just flying back. Hey, if he, you know, if, if he's owned out, he's probably not the only one. I was trying to make sure that one of the questions. You're never going to get the questions right. Cause I'm trying to make sure one of the questions was. Oh, the, the question uh, answers keep pouring in. We have to have had a winner by now. I should think. Certainly. Somebody must have got it by now. They could have to watch the whole show while they're watching the show. It's impossible. What is this? What is this? Completely wrong. No, the third one is wrong again. So Brothers Grimm, 
only distribution was through Heaven's Stairway? Exclusively, Exclusively. yeah. Exclusively. Yep. So anybody that has any Cindy 99, anything that technically from any of these other companies that have been out in the past 15 years, unless mm-hmm. they really got the seed stock from Heaven's Stairway mm-hmm. before it, it went down. Yeah, the traceability would have to be that, you know, the original seeds they started with came from, uh, from Heaven's Sta- Heaven right. Stairway would be the only outlet that was officially my stuff going sure. out. Do you have any contact with anybody from them? No, you know, um, when I stepped away from this, I stepped away from it completely, and now I'm coming back into it, and I'm feeling, you know, very welcomed by the community, which is great. Um, And anybody like that that would want to reach out and talk to me, uh, you know, I'm always open to that, and I wish them well. And I know that there had been some struggles up there in Canada, and people got in trouble, got busted, and things. And uh, hopefully they're getting better things are getting better for them i saw emory on the news smoking a joint yesterday oh he's psyched so there you go things yeah. are getting better for them <laughs> yeah, yeah. out of jail and back to smoking weed and legalization coming and that's yeah. not anything new for him yeah no, no. <laughs> and we had we had talked uh after breakfast this morning and something adam and i had talked about someone we'd always wanted to get on the show was your contact up there uh richard calrissian mm-hmm. uh i if people who are friends with me on facebook saw i did all the little bit of digging and Found a guy with his real name who's here in the states now, and Tommy's just about right. So we we may try to reestablish contact. This sounds yeah. like a Jedi name. That was a fake Jedi he name. Certainly yes. was a Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this dude like put out name. here. And here's a question I had for you: Do you have any count, or did you have any count of how many packs or individual seeds of Cindy ninety nine you put out in your run with Brothers Grimm, the first run? One million. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, the the count was pretty low. I mean. Um, between five and ten thousand uh, Indivi- seeds or individual packs? seeds. Seeds. Yeah, so divide by ten because he was selling them in packets of ten. Right. right. Limited packs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's. I mean, it's crazy to think of something. Luckily, you have a time machine outside. That's so not that much. Yeah. But at that time, the, that was probably almost saturating the market. It wasn't a giant market. Right. There was a much. Right. So. Uh, and it's crazy to see how influential that's it could have been in yeah. just that time frame. You know. Uh, it's good to point out that's perspective, though, that, like, at the time, that was probably quite a bit, actually. Right. Go ahead. What? I, you had a question, yeah. sir? Yeah, and you blew uh, it. Yeah. You I, I don't know what it was. Thanks, Forgot Tim. it. Thanks. Thanks no, yeah, I was going to say, did you have initial success when you launched the Brothers Game in the C99? Was it kind of like an instant success, or did you have to kind of build was, the repertoire? Or I think that because we were we had already a known com, uh, community and all of us were the communicating on the forums and message boards and so on, that when it was released, there was already uh, a public, uh, a market that was sure. waiting for it and wanted to you know try it, and they were eager about it. And so... Um, you know that went on, and the popularity grew even and maintained quite well. Uh, and then when I pulled out of it, I pulled out of it for personal reasons. But I'm happy to look back on you know how things went sure. from there and that, how well received all that was. I believe we have a contest winner. Oh, good. What? I will pass it to you for verification, sir. I don't want to. Oh my god! Oh we, go. we possibly have somebody that won. Yes, I think so. Come on now. Huh. Okay. That's awesome. I didn't think we would get somebody that quick. Help me here. I thought it would be like next week that we would be handing this no, out. these guys that, are oh, Okay. I think I see it. These people in the chat room are quick with swiftness. Quick. How does it go? 
Uh, so you have to show the quoted text. Swiftness there. with the it, quickness. They have it on their quoted text because it was a reply to a prior. This is good. It's, you know. Spelled spell, wrong, Spelling probably. isn't perfect, but he got the name. They knew the he spelling knew the was spelling wrong. Spelling doesn't count? Nope, yeah. that's the winner right there. Winner! So the winner... Uh, Come on down! Should we announce it? I don't know. Why I guess name, Levi. What size are you wearing? What size? Oh, Wait, what? Oh, bud, you got to oh. email us back with your size. Oh, sh- should we just DQ him? No, uh, he won. Email so he's us back. Be watching live, <laughs> yeah. if you he heard, if he's I was like, "What in. a dick!" Email move. us back with your size. And such yeah. a dick Levi, move. Congrats. Email us back with your size. And size. Right, right answer is wrong. <laughs> he's all jumping up so, and down so, right now. So, uh, we have a winner. Mitch buddy, is like, "Fuck your couch." We have a winner. He says he can answer how to breed big titty bitches. So we, wait, who we said what? My friend has got a whole formula here. Whose answer is this? Send that to me. Which which friend is that? Nuclear engineer. Oh, man, we're going to take care of this Mike, situation. Mike Rowe? Okay. It's Mike somebody. Mike Rowe. <laughs> Mike Rowe's dirty jobs. Exactly. That guy. Hey, remember back in the day when you had a broken right. phone and it was because of a situation where I dropped it off of the uh, yeah, hood lab great. counter? That was awesome. Yeah. It's, it's about re- to happen again. I'm just remembering times That's why before. you hold my phone without a case on it. Like it was this. not exactly my fault. I could recreate this. So hopefully we'll get the winner. Gravity. Uh, size and get that hoodie out to him. Uh, we'll probably need an address too, boss. Yeah, address. We'll, yeah, we're gonna need. The Whoa! Size. Now we're getting a little personal. <laughs> uh, we got the size. Now we also need address. the mailing address to be able to get it to you. Unless you're gonna. He's got to be as high as we are. Come pick it right up right now. Like, yeah, he was we just trying to, to fire off shots. No, man. he just wanted to make sure that he got. And we do have the size now. Medium. We're gonna upgrade you to a large because they run a size small. Yeah. If you usually wear an American medium, you want the large. Trust me. We just went through this yesterday, yeah. two days ago. I agree. That is true. I'm glad we sought your counsel then, Tim. Smalls are kind of like you know that super small new like you know if you're trying. I what? Don't know. I was trying to describe it, but then I figured my description may not fit the. Uh, political correctness description of what somebody else would uh, accept that I was about ready to say as. Sure. Did that make sense? Nope. It should have. Nope. It was a poetic rambling yeah. at best. That was a complete <laughs> <laughs> dog I idea. apologize that that didn't Don't make apologize. sense to you. Don't apologize. No, it I made thought it was perfect part sense of the to me. What? <laughs> yes. And we have We're a off. mailing address. We have a size Jason, we we'll, get it. we'll have a winner. Right, yeah. then. I will get it sent to you. And it will be a Dark Horse Genetics hoodlum ho- uh, hoodie. Hoodlum hoodie. Hoodlum hoodie. That's warm enough to wear in the winter. I don't know about it in Illinois. It's pretty cold there. You anybody might else to wants to a buy hoodie. a hoodlum hoodie, we have them for sale on the uh, store on the website. Uh, people want to know if you get a discount for being an Adam Dunn Show listener. Let me figure that. We should do that. i got to write the discount thing, put it on the store, but let's make it Adam Dunn Show. And How about be, ADS420? Okay, ADS420 will be the code. Adds 420 Probably after about 6 p.m. tonight, and you can buy a, what's to 20% off? I've been super looking. percent off. That's nice. Pretty, that's, that's pretty yeah, nifty. Nice. But that's the Dun Show dudes only. That's They'll be sharing 20. the code, everybody. Damn, 20. Dun Show dudes. That's stacked and ladies, right there. And ladies. We have ladies hoodies. Don't forget the ladies. Don't forget the ladies. Right on. Well, Tim, 
It's been a pleasure having you on the show. You're such a bundle of joy. Indeed. He sat in that seat and decided he needed to be on the mic more. He just embodied the kid. We said, sit in the I don't know what it is, man. I, I didn't you were really like, fill in for the kid. You were sitting there totally quiet. You get in the kid's seat, you turn right in the kid. Hey. He wasn't texting, though. I was trying to help fill time for you. I got he did. You. The, he did the kid. I was right. feeling the balance right? of everything no, of no. what it was. And trying he, to go with it. He I didn't sleep at all last night, so I'm amazed I'm even like see coherent. How, see how he represents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the yeah. Tim. He's now. the kid. He's I thought it was Tim. possible that you would be like, Where's "Are bike? you drunk, dude?" No. Your bike now, Jason. No. Bike. That's a, your bike. It's a great bike delivery. Okay. Yeah. The bike typically owes us a voice message on why he's late or absent from it's the show. It's usually a so cat fight or a rabbits. Uh, didn't he have you to, actually expect him to follow something like that? Do you remember that? when he got attacked by like a cat or something? He got attacked by a cat. Then there was the, he had to go to the hospital because he got and attacked then he, by Then the, he broke up a cat rabbit fight. So he's like always in some cat. Nick Bradley wants to know if we're judging the World Cup. I'm asking the World Cup of what? I don't know. We, we're we aware of it. We're probably not judging. That's probably the Denver Cup. No, he's probably the talking World about the Jamaica Cup. cup. The oh, Jamaica the Jamaica Cup, cup oh, is no, the World Cup. No, no, we're not going to he's talking about that. Nope. we got to no, get our shiz together here, too. You're what? in trouble. Why am I in trouble? <laughs> When's this, this new studio situation no, happening? Uh, What's up? We were talking about uh, this new studio situation. Two weeks. Is it two weeks? Officially. Officially, I think two weeks, but we don't know. We're going to see. We might do an impromptu... We might do it on the road next week. On the road trip. Is there... Kind of wacky, crazy broadcast. It'll really doing fail. it from your house, Tim. Actually, so we're, we're probably not going to have. We're so you won't be here. We're not here Sunday. This, this is, is getting Sunday. packed up after the show today. See, that's what I'm trying to ask. Is right, when were you going <laughs> to? When were you going to explain to me? Oh, I was going to tell you. G- I was going to tell you when you dropped off your rent payment. When the JVR <laughs> is going to be flipped. Hey, yeah, that's fine. fine. I can okay. set it up in my uh, in my bedroom. I mean, that's that's fine. I really appreciate the situation. I'm just saying, like. Yes, we're gonna, and you're coming on board when we have the new studio. When we board. have the new studio, so I know. You're just gonna broadcast from your bedroom for two weeks. <laughs> it's good. We're all gonna do it with we're your all, crunchy sheets. Oh we're all God. coming to your bedroom. It's gonna be great. Jesus criminy. Jesus criminy. Jesus criminy. Is that what you're really gonna say? Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, I swear on our show. There's a there's a uh, mic stand in the closet that I could possibly use here. Take that. Then. Yes, with All right, what? I'm going to borrow it. Sure, you just take it. <laughs> He's like, sure. Just, God, take it with Mr. you. Mr. Soul, Jesus differences Christ. between what the hell is going Apollo on? 11 and Apollo 13. Chat room question. Holy guacamole. Look who it is. You're not on air, right? You're We're on air. Correct. We are totally on air right now. Hi, girl. <laughs> How you doing, Cece? Apollo 11 is a generation before uh, Apollo 13, obviously, and it was just... Um, the P that I had been working with at that stage at back cross to the genius plant. And the difference is mainly, you know, that it's a little more uh, stable the next generation, the 13, and I made a lot more of them. You know, there were not as many Apollo 11s out. Uh, I don't think I released them for very long. It's interesting because that one uh, has has a lot of reputation. Yeah, the it. few that got out, people had really good results with it, and they were happy. But you know, it was not really meant to be a thing that I was going to continue to do. It was just an evolution, you know, a step in the evolution. And I released, you know, however many I did, and I still have a little bag of them. So you know, oddly enough, you may have touched on this already, but mm-hmm. what influenced the names and insurance? Ah, yeah, um, Princess, just because it was such a jewel, you know, like you know shining star of a little perfect uh, girl that you know and then uh, genius because i'd shared some buds with some people in my little circle and they said you know when i smoked it it made me feel smarter and i was like yeah it's like uh, smart weed isn't it you know because i'm a motherfucker let me genius. call that fe- yeah let me call that female genius you know 
And then the uh, third one, I started thinking because of the taste was a little bit like ginger, and I, w- I was thinking of calling it ginger ale, but it Ooh. didn't really stick, and I and I called it uh, Cafe Girl for some reason. So Is that Cafe was Girl one still around. Cafe Girl was the one that you uh, yeah. add part of your uh, your second say, question. You didn't say the yeah. answers out loud. To all the oh, that's oh, yeah, true. Answers, that's true. Uh, so yeah. why don't you tell the us? The answers were Sensi Smile was the name of the uh, the coffee shop uh, where I found the seeds and um, the. The three females, I'll tell them all. It was a Princess, Genius, and Cafe Girl. And then the last one was, who was my contact at uh, SSSC, a guy named Keish, K-E-E-S. Um, that's, uh, you know, a very cool Dutch guy. You know, he'd been featured in High Times a couple of times. And, uh, the, and you know, we connected through the correspondences we had once I had become a, a customer of the seed company and asked, I asked the right questions and eventually came on board with them. Tim, can you slide back for me for a sec? Uh-oh. Did my laptop go to sleep? There we go. Cool. That's what I wanted to see. So, uh... So, with our, uh... Our winner... That was the three. That was the three. So is Cafe Girl still around? We oh, talked about no, that was others. a clone that uh, I did not continue, uh, but I do have uh, seeds that were made from that female that I think would be more interesting than the female itself. Interesting. Uh, someone asked if Rosetta Stone. That was one that was created from Cafe Girl, so it wouldn't be replicable now. It's, so it's no longer around. It's no. gone. That's gone. Okay. Uh, oh. we're, moving, we're moving on. I know these are some old, you know, faves of certain people. But What uh, other strains did you create that are now gone? Uh, geez, you know, I'd have to look at a list and say, like, oh, yeah, that one, you know. <laughs> sure. uh, so did you do any cross-breeding projects with Sly? Did you guys share breeding stock at all, or you just kind of distroed both of your seeds to brothers? No, Steve? some of the stuff, uh, absolutely. You know, you'll see, like... Uh, Princess crossed with California Indica, you know, and it, the California Indica came from him and, you know, uh, White Widow crosses and things like that that we collaborated on. So, um, yeah, some some genetics passed back and forth. What did you guys do to make your White Widow line? You have a Brothers Grim White Widow. It, you still have seeds yeah, from that. It, you know, if you read the little description uh, that still exists out there in our old catalog on the Internet, um, it reads something to the effect of that we took the greenhouse version of the White Widow and stabilized it by, you know, watching large quantities of them that we picked the best females out of and male and so on and crossed them and saw that we were getting true breeding uh, re- replicable White Widows that we felt these seeds are, you know, marketable and we'll call them, you know, grim White Widow so that people know that, you know, this is where they came from. We explained it, and uh, we think they're real good. And if you like them, buy them. <laughs> so, which uh, which heavy specific speech. traits yeah. were you looking for in the widow? Obviously, they're few. Well, we wanted it to, you know, have uh, all the basic uh, traits that the original had, and uh, put our spin on it that it, you know flowered earlier. You know, which is what I, I was. was I, I went idea. for the early flowering thing. That was one of the biggest uh, indicators that I was always after. I felt where, the widow was one of those plants that really just fell off real fast like it didn't it it matured like from where it was no it just didn't really hold like it was for breeding it didn't work very well or something mm. like that. i found like didn't, didn't yeah. go very far crossing people, it with other things no tr- yeah. it was a very picky, finicky kind of weird mm. plant and it didn't yield very good it came out like cotton ball-y and fluffy mm. and just nothing would get dense so it was kind of weird like it kind of seemed like it fell off and it's in its progression yeah it's one that we did and it, you know i don't think it was one of the bigger bigger uh, sellers or anything but you know just it rounded out the stable so to speak and that's what sly you know brought to the table he kind of said 
dude, you have this uh, really amazing stuff, but, you know, it's not really enough to fill out a menu. Why don't we work together and I'll supply some stuff too? And, you know, it filled out the menu. And it gave people a little more variety. And we, we called ourselves the Brothers Grimm because, you know, it's two guys. Uh, That's sure. what I was going to ask. Yeah. Where did Brothers Grimm come from? Because of the, uh, you know, I had already had named the plants, you know, like Princess and so on. And uh, for some reason, you know, the, the idea of following along some fairy tale type of uh, scenario. You know, we thought of the the Brothers Grimm fairy tale <laughs> writers of old, you know, and and said, yeah, that works. Um, along the process, are there any memorable anecdotes or incidents being a guy making seeds and putting seeds out in the world at some point shipping seeds? You know, there's there's got to be some wild stories in that mix. Yeah, you know, I... It, it's it's difficult to say you know sometimes you just uh, i ride the bicycle you know that's one of my only things that i do basically for exercise and i enjoy it i used to race the bicycle when i was a little younger um and i'll be out and it gives me these clair uh, clarity you know the, the moments of clarity um and i'm thinking really about one thing and uninterrupted by anything else and i know and, another and then, guy who likes bicycles a lot yeah yeah he's peewee herman no 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 his uh, name's Bike, actually. Yes. Bike, who's typically on the show. His name's actually Bike. Indeed, nicknamed Bike because he likes bikes. I'm sorry, go ahead. And cats. And cats. Yeah, so, you know, the, there'd be moments where uh, it would grip me a little bit, like the situation that was sitting behind me, uh, uh, growing illegally and, you know, have, having to be worried about anything that could happen, even though I'd taken every step to ensure that it could be secure. Did you I'm have sure. fear when having Stairway went down because you were bending through them? I, it was, I was already out by the time they... Uh, we're out. Okay. Yeah. Did did word reach you, or you just kind of it wasn't a thought in your mind, or I think you know it was one of those curiosity things. Maybe a few years later on the internet, I I tuned in and did a Google search and saw that oh you know look at some of there's been a lot of change. Oh this thing got all messed up. There's no more you know right. Heaven Starway. Heaven Stairway. Heaven Stairway. Yeah. Heaven Stairway. I was like it's Heaven like, Starway. It's like the like Led Zeppelin cult. song, you know, turned around backwards. Uh, in, stairway to heaven. It's in those early stairway. days. Was there particular breeders or companies that you were particularly excited about to or purchase looking up from? to? Yeah, yeah. something Me? like that. You would freak out, like, oh, they're doing a drop, or or I guess I wouldn't call it a drop at that point. But it's like, I, I didn't. Yeah, no, I didn't because I was working on my own stuff and I wasn't really interested in taking anything from anybody else because I had my plate full, you know, Absolutely. with what I had in front of me. That was about it. You know, but I'd watch with interest, you know, and read the comments of other people uh, exploring other things. Anyone from that time period that you have m- much respect for or watch from a distance but respected uh, greatly or or vice versa didn't? I'm sure some people come to mind, and Subcool is one of them. And, uh, you know, Vic High had a couple of uh, strains that people liked. I mean, I didn't ever really test any of it that I felt, you know. Speaking was, of testing, did, have you ever run City 9? 99 of any of your clone onlys that you speak of that you have, have those ever been tested at um, potency wise at any facilities or are they back at east where no. not access to back back in the day i mean i wouldn't even cross my mind to try to go Certainly. and take it anywhere and have it uh tested in a lab but um i'd be interesting to see how you know the results look now and i and i do hear you know in the buzz of everybody's conversation too that i was re- alluding to earlier you know this whole new lingo and people are talking about percentages of uh, the cannabinoids and so on and mainly focusing on you know these oh this one has so much percentage of thc like 37 percent but like that's everything you know and and i think okay you know, i think you're that's fixating mine. on one number Absolutely. and you want to think more in terms of the interactions uh between the cannabinoids and how that's going to affect the high and 
that's more important, isn't it? You know, yeah. so. But bruh. Bruh, thirty plus percent. Come on, it, bruh. It's, it's like if you go to the drag strip and you have the guys who are like the the rookies and they're out there trying drag racing for the first time. They overdo everything, you know, they, or they concentrate on one one thing a little too much. Well, contrary to that that sentiment, Adam has some good got some good news this week. You didn't mention it during your your big week update. It's not worthy. I haven't seen the results yet. You got to see it. See it to believe it. Thirty plus percent. That's what we're hearing. That's what, what? we're hearing. Thirty plus For what? percent on, on, t- on bubblegum. 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 Oh yeah, oh, that thing. Bubblegum it was. Oh, bubblegum. Oh. Bubblegum, dude. That sounds pretty nice. There's a lot of uh, strains that you cross with the the. Uh, is this supposed to be? Didn't you cross the chem with a bunch of stuff? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering Derek's. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I know about last this. Last pack. Yeah. I know about this. Good. The Chem Tangerine, man. I I never got to try that. I don't think. Second place right here. Is that it right there? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm about ready to smoke this bitch right Look now. Look at that. We're fulfilling it. It's totally so back it's, to the future. Uh, it seems important that he lets that cool to a certain temperature. Right. And then he oh, it's yes. do the what did you? Do? He I, just I'm said learn, that he, I'm learning about this. He just said uh, that it's important to let it cool to a certain temperature. He's he already he's figured that, that out already. Right. It took Look how smart this guy is. So long, years to what? figure this out. What? What I do? Very perceptive. No, <laughs> no you you The rocket scientist figures it out in 2 minutes. It's not a rocket scientist. I'm just saying, okay? Yeah, I'm I'm watching the guy and I'm saying he's obviously, you know, waiting for the right moment here. So the method to the madness. Yeah, right. Yes, sir. CC's coming on camera now. Coming on ah, camera, Cece. Cece, what's that? I can shout out right here for him. Cece, your hood. I haven't seen Cece awesome. in a long yeah, time. Like yeah, yeah. Sweet. yeah so we just gave one away. Sweet. Yeah, we yeah. just gave one away. That smells fantastic. Yeah. This is the Chem Tange. Yes. It's beautiful. It's K- K- they're calling it the Tange Chem, but whatever. Whatever they want to call it. Load it up. Sure. Sure. So, Mr. Soul, you oh, got any yeah, shout outs? Yeah, We're going to segue to the shout outs and kind of. Wrap it up around here. Nah, I don't want to, you know, miss uh, anybody. So I'll just uh, say that I'm really gratified, and uh, I've I've been welcomed so warmly by the whole community, and uh, to everybody, thank you, you know. And let's look forward to a lot of great things happening in the near future, and for a long time from now on. Nice, Mr. Dark Horse. Yeah. Shouts? Thanks for letting me hang out. Buy a hoodie. Buy some seeds. Where can where can they do that? Um, from Los Angeles' division, from darkhorsegenetics.com, you click on the store, and you shall have access to the seed stores. You'll have access to hoodies. Um, looking for MIP processing in Colorado? Uh, give us a call if you're looking or you have material for us to process, 303-390-1234. Thanks, guys. There you go. 303-390-1234. There you go. Is that Tim. what you say? Okay. Yep. Committed to memory already. Tim. You get to do your shout-outs now. Shout-out to, to John Doe Radio. John Doe Rad. Do it, do IO. John Doe Rad. IO. John also, shout-out to Bike Rad. and uh, Grambo. Of course. That's it? That's what It all rhymes. John you Doe were Radio. exploding to talk about John Doe Radio. Grambo. We talked about it earlier. Do you want to give a little preview of what this week's show is about? Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do. Show? You kind of threw a uh, monkey wrench into the did mix you know? Here. Did you know that you can watch every episode of John Doe Radio on the Adam Dunn Show live stream channel? That's true, too. Livestream.com slash Adam Dunn Show. What about the likes? Like oh, button? Where is oh the yeah, like there is button. a there is a like button up there too. We got a lot of those. We get a lot of those. We move the camera. It's, it's who right knows over where it is? Head. Right over no, it is. It, we move. It is. Is it right? Right over CC's head? It is over CC's. Point to it. Everybody, point to it. It's right there. Right here. Right over. Right here. 
Right, right here. No, here. Yeah, it's right here. Up, there. Up, up, up. So you can't see it because it's on the internet, Mister. She Cole. did point to it. It's just it's, like it's gonna it's work. Right Click like. Look at the dog like. Click the like button. Adam, shout outs. Well, shout outs to my beautiful wife Cece who's sitting right there. So. That was, a that was easy. Timing. Perfect timing. A uh, little Nick down at the farm with Grandma holding it down. We're headed down to see you. If more uh, people are... Uh, also, shout oh, out to uh, Jordan out there in Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. In Rhode Island for the Cannabis All-Stars. It was fun. We uh, smashed some trash here, so we will definitely figure out. There's still great flavors in the rosin. Yeah, the rosin was great. Flowers might have been subpar, but the rosin came through. Not all the flowers are some, subpar. Some of the, the fla- some of the flowers that turned into rosin. Yes. Or, yeah, we, because we smashed trash. It right. smelled pretty uh, awesome. Let, me, let me ask you about the rosin you gave me. Was that uh, trashed? That all was the rosin trash. we made today was from trash. Okay, so, I yeah. mean, I it, liked it. It's only it up from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better from there. Most of what you get is probably better than this, though. In a dispensary. All right, so Tim, this is something I, I very gonna, much liked. That. That's what I was just saying. Tim, this is something I'm going to have to bring up to you because you don't know uh, when we start doing these. It means we're about to end the show, so you should be getting ready <laughs> for when I finish my shoutouts to end the broadcast. Get ready to Get shut her down. Have to click a button. You have to hit. Something. Yeah, well, you got to know that you're doing that. Otherwise, it's going to be a dead air. We dead like air. cut no. it right after my shoutouts. You know, you can edit the beginning fade. and the end off and clip it. Fade just out, just fade click out the gracefully. button. Then. This smells amazing, too, by the way. All right. Get, I, can, I can Don't say it yet. Agree. We're going to do shout-outs. Okay, cool. I just clicked it. No. Take it away. Big, big shout-out, of course, to all our sponsors. Uh, Dope Magazine for holding us down. Uh, all you guys for listening and hanging in with the technical difficulties while we get ourselves transitioned here. Of course, hugely to Mr. Soul for coming out, not only appearing, uh, first, calling in the other week, but coming out. First time ever, I believe, ever I'm appearing on a show yeah, or per- camera. That's yeah, true. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was a Snatched blast. Removing really the enjoyed the mask hanging on. with you guys. We should have had you come in with a mask and then demasked <laughs> you. That would have been awesome. Of course, uh, I have to give great thanks and love to my beautiful wife, Reese, an amazing child, Farron. And we will catch you guys next week. Don't forget to tune in. Peace. The other side. See ya. See you on the other side. That was the winner. Very cool.